Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. We're doing our rewatch. We're in season six, season six A, watching episodes one, seven, and eight. Game on Charles, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And Framed with capital A in there. Did it stop being casual? I don't know. I, I guess only you can answer that. Okay. All right. So, season six. What did you think of this past season? It's a weird one to watch in retrospect because you know they're they're racing towards the end. Um and so that's a little I don't know. You're just like studying. You're like looking at parts that work and parts that you would chip away. I find myself locking liking a lot of the individual scenes like scene to scene, but the larger the character stuff. The larger narrative, yeah, felt it just seems like a lot of weird hoops to jump through to like who's this Charles person? Okay, we like three episodes in we admit that charles existed but he died mm. uh, are we sure he's dead let's go look at the grave and like four episodes of okay we're, we're pretty sure he's actually alive now it's like well we already fucking knew that like seven episodes ago <laughs> and it's a lot of like pronouns that are going to be uncomfortable later yeah i know it just it, <laughs> it makes it all but i i i adored the character stuff i adored mm-hmm. all of their individual stuff except dealing... for ali well yeah without a doubt but she's again mired with some of the worst characters that are in her storyline. But it, the stuff of them psychologically dealing with post dollhouse things, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But Allison, she already has like Ken and Jason to put up with, and then it's like, who else does she get? Lorenzo, Ugh, yeah. And it just it it never felt like that was really going anywhere. Yeah, it was just like there for her to I don't know have an, a, another avenue to be like emotional with um, and a lot of like little bitchy things where like toby's just being a real piece of shit to her for a while like they all went through something yeah we all went through something toby yeah well whatever lorenzo don't look at her <laughs> like that weird thing when lorenzo's asking her to coach the soccer team or whatever which oh, fuck you lorenzo but then like cut back to toby sinisterly drinking a cup of coffee and watching all this well i know they wanted to include sasha more I almost wonder if that was a mistake, though. Like, if you left her a little more mercurial and mysterious, where she just popped in occasionally, like you never really just saw her day to day or anything like that. But you want to, you know, build up this connection to her to humanize mm-hmm. a. Th- that's the whole idea, but yeah, ultimately. But then you get to a finale, which is the four characters that we've really been following for six years standing around and do nothing, standing around and watching <laughs> yeah. someone else get the story. Oh, and I think it hurt them too because of the plot so far. They couldn't have CC around for like an entire like twenty episodes. Right. Um, Mona was right there the whole time leading up to the reveal and at the end of season two, mm-hmm. and so like I feel like it made all those episodes really interesting to watch to kind of see how she's reacting and playing things and whatnot. Whereas like CC's like off screen the entire time, so we don't get that kind of fun interplay. There's, it doesn't feel like we're narrowing down choices for A. It's just like, well, I guess we'll just find out who this yeah, serious Charles respect, is. The, bringing in, the way they brought Mona in the end of season two is great because they have you have to bring her back in to have her be like a last minute red herring that will get quickly mm-hmm. you know, dissolved. 
But then to have her like stretch her friendship. Yes, Hannah, I would do this horrible thing by kissing your boyfriend. And you're just like, my God, she's so selfless. Well, and to the point you're like, oh, it's her. It's fucking her. Like, I know. I'm sure it's oh, her. Yeah, meanwhile, like yeah. you and I are like, fuck, yeah, it's her. I've never been more. I, I, the deed of my house. It's her. Whereas with, <laughs> with Cece, you're kind of like, well, there's all these clues from like two seasons ago that you can put together where it's her. We Like she hasn't even been mentioned in like a season and a half. Yeah. You know, so you're just like. They're like, oh yeah, it's uh, yeah, that that was a strong theory a year ago, and then we just haven't it's, talked about. Well, her I mean, at all. I guess after Welcome to the Dollhouse, the thing for me was that, as far as we knew, she was the last surviving character from that era. Like they, because Welcome to the Dollhouse was like solely about like, hey, you should really be eyeing everyone in this age bracket. And I was yeah, like, what's well, yeah. not going to be Melissa? Mm-hmm. Everyone else is dead. Like it's going to have to be Cece. Um, and then I was or like, some like twin, or and then or I was like, yeah. I was really into like, oh, it's gonna be real scandalous that Jason dated his sister. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, mm-hmm. why do you keep saying Charles? Yeah, um, anyway, so episode one, game on Charles. Yeah, I feel like we'll, we'll probably do more of a recap on this, but in the next two, I feel like maybe we should break it up a little more into character stuff because I feel like that's maybe a little more interesting. It'd be great if our notes but, were that structured that way. Yeah, well, you know, we'll just move through. Yeah. You know, like like scenes where it's like, I kind of uh, miss doing that. Scenes where it's like Mona and uh, Magic Mike Montgomery, like they come back to that three times. I feel like we can just talk about that as one piece, is what sure. kind of my idea. Sure. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I have not a single note on that anyway. So it's just sure. the dolls. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna open up and game on Charles. Well, so problematic title. Story by I Marlene King. Script by I Marlene King. Elijah Braz. Directed by Chalo. I can't remember which is which. I want to say that they had said somewhere that Elijah Braz wrote all the non-Dollhouse stuff. I feel like I remember which that. Which yeah. is really interesting because I, I enjoy... I, some of that stuff I think is the strongest. But yeah, so the episode starts with answering our prayers that PLL always <laughs> In the needed... Lost hatch. Yeah. yeah, PLL always needed their own Desmond. And we finally <laughs> got it. <laughs> I'll see you in another life. Yeah, in the Lost Hatch here, we've got... A blonde drawing like a picture of a sun. I have lots of thoughts about Sarah Harvey. Um, I love Sarah. Harvey. Should anything ever happen to me? Sarah Harvey is my constant for sure. Yeah, and then like the power goes out, and we see like the hash marks, the hash marks on the wall. She's basically Ray. Um, kind of cool to see like the events of the escape in the last episode go by, mm-hmm. where she's like just looking out the door like a complete freak. Yeah. Um, I really feel like. They were on to something with Sarah Harvey and like, I don't know, they, they shouldn't have listened to the fans is my feeling. Yeah. But yeah, she's watching the, the breakout, girls run by. Breakout character. Mm-hmm. It's, and then she just goes and sits down like she's very disciplined and, and feral and she's got crazy long hair. I don't know. I, I love this intro. I love the, I love seeing something from a different perspective like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the girls get up outside the hatch again. And there's fences and the music plays and then it stops and they're kind of just freaked out. They know what's going on. And then the door shuts and they're basically just trapped outside after after like Hannah like bitches at the camera some more. Mm-hmm. And so they all just stand around. Yeah. But we find out, you know, Charles, like, like a pen pal, a cousin, someone you knew when you were little. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know. I've spent some time, I guess, where I run Maybe people wearing was... masks and never been like, you feel like a pen pal, sir. <laughs> yeah, and it's 
like a cousin or someone you used to know. I mean, if if we're going to say that was Cece there and not someone else, then I guess she kind of knew this person. But I kind of feel like it was not Shower. What do you want to talk about Shower? You want to talk about her in a little bit after the, the thing of Claire? Yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't thinking it was Shower Harvey. I was thinking it might have been this this mysterious Uber A, you mm-hmm. know, the other member of the group that got away. That mm. sort of thing. I don't. I don't. I think the stuff of shower in the dollhouse is really the stuff we see of shower in the dollhouse. I do think she was like some sort of serious Stockholm syndrome type deal going on. I think yeah. she is a guest to the level which we see, mm-hmm. you know, in these accommodations. It's uh, it's kind of a uh, the Radley. Do you here. think when Noel Khan was in the dollhouse, he also had to wear a yellow top and a blonde wig sometimes? I sure should hope so. Yeah. Um. I'm looking at Ari on the screen here, and I just I feel like this is everything Anne Rice wishes she was. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, there's a mention. Mona's like, you know, what did this person, you know, seem like? Did they have a smell? And I think Emily's just like, she's not Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> Only Jenna has the power of smell. I mean, there's some great, like, just weird little character details that that sometimes I forget. Ari Marlin King will throw out, like Spencer knows they're in the Northern Hemisphere because of the waning moon. Hannah and her, like, like talking about something that is facetiously and Mona's like well that's an 11 letter word <laughs> which I feel like I don't know Mona you're usually pumping Hannah up there yeah maybe she's just feeling a little stressed right now <laughs> it's been a rough couple months mm-hmm. for Mona <laughs> that's true <laughs> she's not her best self right now she's like I'm sorry was that rude I've been in a fucking hole oh not yet sorry it's coming uh, um, well she's probably been in there in the past hmm. She's aware that it, it puts you in the takes hall. you in the night and puts you in the hall. <laughs> uh, Should we all go get that tattooed after the last yeah. episode? Only if it's on our buttocks. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm glancing over and you have this tram stamp that says mm-hmm. it takes you in the night and puts you in the hall. Explain that one in the bedroom, yeah. Uh, so it starts raining eventually. Spencer uses her like massive, weird, like uh, tartan dress to yeah. cover them all, except for is that Aria? That's Emily. That's Emily. Yeah, sorry, Emily. Emily's in the lowlands. Yeah, you're not real. You can stay outside the dress. All the rest are in the highlands. There, mm-hmm. Mona cuddled up right next to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Spencer looks hardcore. Oh, you know. I wish I could screen cap this, but I think I'm using my iTunes version that's non-screen capable right now. Uh, this is like the the holy triumvirate here, though. Mm-hmm. Spencer at the top with like Arian. Yeah, I can't screen cap it. Oh well. No. Uh-huh. iTunes versions. Ugh. Anyway, they have that now with that uh, is amazing. Netflix in your browser. I've noticed you can't screen cap things. Oh really? Yeah. Got that DRM going on. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have the iTunes version, go to. 407 into the episode and you'll see something amazing as lightning flashes. just go ahead and make it like your desktop background that really is a good desktop background i might have to make a note of that and find this later in the other version i have mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's raining she's covering everyone except emily emily by the way is awful in this half season like i I'm not sure I, I, I haven't listened to our old podcast from when we did this the first time. Mm. I'm wondering if like all my thoughts are the same as they were then or if I've like changed opinions. But like in the next few episodes, Emily is just fucking unbearable. She's so annoying. I didn't mind her in the songs episodes, but she's comically terrible in the one. The one with Claire. Oh, Brother, where thou? Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so bad. <laughs> I really think Shay Mitchell should be doing comedies like she should be on a multi-camera sitcom. Probably, um, yeah. 
Like fucking Chuck Lorre should be calling her. Um, yeah, so Spencer and Mona will bond over the common knowledge that a human can only survive three weeks without food. <laughs> they say it at the same time. Yeah. The heat, the chemistry between these two. I love the the shot the next day overhead where they're all just like in these pools of formal wear. Mm-hmm. It's great. All the different shades of red and purple and whatnot. They're like Spencer, not a very ladylike sleeping pose there. Uh, yeah so it's the, i mean like a day and a night goes by and there's then another day there's some great behind the scenes stuff from them filming mm-hmm. that because there's some great like these like dorky like chad low poses as he's yeah, like yeah. trying to get in the friction and like like lucy hell just has this great thousand yard stare because <laughs> they're all just trapped out there in the middle of the night if she wasn't more. like three and a half feet tall i could totally see her like getting tough and like some kind of post-apocalyptic cowboy movie or something I can dig it. Shane and zombies, yeah. Yeah. So eventually they will they will unfortunately do some line dancing in that post apocalyptic cowboy movie. Oh, that's when you bring back uh Brian Guzman. Guzman. Yeah. yeah. The goose. Um, I wonder if he goes by the goose. He should. He should. Totally. He's like, I'm sorry. Did you call Ryan? Ryan's not here. Are you calling the goose? So like seemingly thirty six hours later, back in the daytime, the doors finally open. Have they never once tried to do something about these fences? But you have all day, you're just sitting around, like, I don't know. Tear off a little bit of fabric. Throw a fucking throw shoe at it or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're all like covered in dirt now. Arya and Mona, they're really like attached at the waist here. I really like that they briefly actually treated Mona like a human being. Yeah, briefly. Um, you and I had a friend who almost peed on an electric fence once. And sometimes I, I kind of retrospect wish that he had. Just to like have seen I what that would like. Might have done that as a kid. I can't. remember. You might have peed on an electric fence. There was an. Ele- you don't remember. There was an electric fence. There was like a, like a, not really a park, but like this field nearby that had like horses in it, and it had an electric fence. And we used to go touch it occasionally on dares. Because uh-huh. uh, I mean, it, it didn't like kill you or anything. You know, uh-huh. I can't remember if we peed on it or not. To be honest, you can't remember if like a surge of electricity. Went I, through a stream I, of urine. I feel like if dick. we if we did, there was no surge of electricity. You didn't like wake up on the other side yeah. of the field. No, With your pubic hair all black. Mm. No, I was <laughs> I was like eight. Oh, ew. yeah, gross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the girls will go back down to the dollhouse. They're oh, scared do, too, but do, they do have we to. miss Arya talking about how she's considering drinking her own pee? Uh, it's like the second time in two episodes where Ari is really preoccupied with the accent she's, like, she's maybe, having. Maybe that Kendi Laurentis is onto something. <laughs> and then Emily's just like, I'd like to sweat off a jock strap. And they're all just like, too far. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah, that's disgusting. Ew. That's not hygienic. Mm-hmm. He's sterile, at least. Yeah, so they decide to go back inside. They uh, like huddle up and are like, well, there's five of us. We can go down there. I mean, I guess they're starving, so they don't have much of a choice. You know, they haven't had water. Although, uh, you know, with the rain, like, I feel like Spencer should have, like, made her dress into, like, a some sort of, like, catch for the rain or She's something. She's like, at least anachronistically, I have somewhat seen The Martian, or yeah. I'm aware of the same survival <laughs> skills, so I'm going to give you a couple coconuts and build a shelter. Well, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, like, so eventually you'd pass out one way or another. Lack of food, lack of water. Before you die. I don't know. I guess I, w- I would. I'm sh- I'm wondering how you, because you like this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Would you oh, call yeah. Ace Bluff? Um, would you be like, no, bitch, you come out of out of there? Hmm. I mean, that's a good question because you got to put yourself in the mindset where you haven't had water in like a day. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, you're hungry. Um, I would probably be thinking like, 
Well, I, I mean, I would have tried the fences by now for sure, but I would have at least be thinking like, let's let's make a plan to like attack this person as soon as we see them or something like that, you know? Oh, I think I would take those shoes of which there's ten, and I would take out that camera. Well, if, if I were them by now, I would be like, go ahead, turn the fucking siren on. Like, I can handle it. You know, yeah. like I just slept outside for a day and a half, and uh, I need water. Like have fun turning the siren on you're not getting me back in my room that way yeah anyway. well they will get them back another way so they go down um just immediately get gas by a you get gas by a yeah and then uh when they eventually after the credits they wake up this like creepy shot of them all on these like slabs like they're in the morgue but naked under a sheet precisely framed we'll find out later in the season <laughs> i like what they did with that um but yeah really fucking creepy this this i don't even know what this is is this supposed to be like beyond just like the photos like like a psychological like death and rebirth thing breaking you down i mean it's pretty fucking twisted this yeah. and this is what's so weird about the whole cc big sister feel bad for me plot line is like this is fucking yeah twisted and insane yeah and it's it's hard to marry those two things together this isn't like you had too much drink at a party and your friend very chastely put you to bed and like took your shoes off or mm -hmm. something. This is like, I stripped you naked. Yeah. I put something in, in your body. They're all waking up and I put looking you under, under the sheet to like make sure all their parts are where they're supposed to be and they haven't been violated in some way. Yeah. 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 Aria later swear, like vows to kill a, like, you know, yelling at the camera. For what, for what they did to the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is presumably where they got chipped, I guess. Um, it's chipless. Yeah, Aria wakes up. They look around. They're all like checking under their covers, and being Doesn't freaked she out. Check Hannah's pulse. Uh, well, Aria just kind of touches Hannah, okay. like her shoulder. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be rough if your Damon's dead next to you. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like they're they're looking under the covers. Like, I mean, that's just dark, twisted imagery there. Yeah. They don't know what the hell just happened to them. And then uh, Mona wheels herself in in the candy striper. Uh, gives them all OJ and aspirin. She's pretending to be Allie again. She's like, don't call me Mona. That bitch is dead to me, mm -hmm. which is funny in the scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the last thing when they got gassed, A used a gas mask on Mona to, I don't know, not knock her out. Yeah. Give her a stern talking to or something. I don't know. A lot of finger wagon. Yeah. When there's this moment where like there's like chimes saying they need to go somewhere um, and Mona looks at the camera and she's like, no. Is it possible that she's like she is a little more involved than she's letting on here or something like she's like disagreeing with a right now? Possibly over what a wants to do. I mean, it's entirely possible. Like you don't. It's been a couple hours. Yeah. I, I'm surprised one hasn't taken over this whole operation. Because like she it's she's making a stand here like like, no, like I'm not doing that. It's like A wants her to do something and she she doesn't want want it or I don't know. I mean, I think when I first watched this, I had wondered at the whole them and they just barely worry about Mona's safety. Mm -hmm. Like I always wondered if that was like a, a manufactured ploy on on Mona and A's mm. part. Well, I mean, they kind of did it with Sarah Harvey. So all bets are off. All bets are off. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it steals you in the night and puts you in the hole. So, which is hilarious, but also it that's rough, yeah. So, they just they go back to their rooms and are like, okay, and we'll they immediately start screaming, go back inside, which I'll, is far more effective than 
Yeah, we don't need to see it or anything. But yeah. A bunch of screaming, no, no, no. Three weeks later. And this is where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they got tortured for like a pretty much a month straight. Yeah. And then in for- the darkest reality, Allison's giving a press conference for dad in her front yard while... Ezra and Caleb are in attendance. And the, the twins are there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this the twins are right there. Here, right? yeah. yeah. Cindy and Minnie, I think that's the last time we see them. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Because hmm. I know we see them here. I don't believe we see them after this that I can recall. I wonder if they went to prom. I hope so. They kept the makeovers. Nice. Yeah, well, I feel like this is probably just like these these women when they're not made to look like dorky and nerdy you know? are they like still like twinned out like are they uh, wearing different outfits they're wearing different outfits now oh shit yeah yeah i feel like uh the three weeks been a good three weeks for them there have been no liars around no alley alley's probably hasn't gone to school and they've really kind of come into their own came out of their shell a little discover themselves it's nice to know there's been some good news mm-hmm. yeah they're they're probably like the popular girls now and while their their stock rises, Ezra and Caleb's falls even lower. Mm-hmm. And Allison's. And Allison's. Allie's got like some full on mom hair now, uh, and she's reading this statement that's like full of these like clues about like the kissing rock. Yeah. That A is supposed to pick up on Ezra's has got like the three day stubble here that I feel like he he permanently maintains this level of stubble yeah. to let everyone know how stressed he is. Yeah. He's he's probably like taking like the razor and just kind of like lightly trying to like trim the edges which is ironic here because uh uh caleb looks relatively clean compared to ezra he keeps it clean yeah he's like well i showered at least gotta clean that shit up ezra do you want to shower before we go to the press conference no yeah (laughs) so and then she's like oh please no police like to let a know that like oh she doesn't want the police there she's vulnerable Inside, we find out, oh, this is all just a ploy by the the cops. There, it's there's a bait for Ada to try to like attack. Ploys inside of ploys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is Tanner's ploy, but Allie and Caleb and Ezra have their own ploy on on top of this ploy. I mean, all of this is bad, but this is this is like the last shining glimmers of Allison mm-hmm. drifting off into the night. Um, also, Officer Barry got a promotion. Barry's in the suit and tie. Caleb's standing around just like doing nothing. Tobes, yeah. Toby, sorry. <laughs> Toby's like, he's just got like hands on his hips, like like overseeing the work of the actual detectives. Mm-hmm. Good work. Good work, Barry. Barry's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, later on, we see this uh, mysterious girl in the yellow top with the scraggly blonde hair who will find out a shower. She's feeding like trays under the doors and spencer's like mona is that you and we turn around no it's not mona it's no a, <laughs> it's not mona bug-eyed freaky looking girl yeah she's but, not as bug-eyed here not here no. that shot when she's looking at the door watching them run past oh that's juicy you need to get that on your wall i really should yeah <laughs> uh later at night they're just waiting around for like a phone call or something to happen you guys want to play scrabble or anything while we wait <laughs> A lot oh, of Kindle just being like, I, I don't, I disagree with this. You know, it's like, oh, this is the only way. You know, this is our one chance, you know. <laughs> Eventually, someone's coming in the back door. They all draw their guns. Toby's got his piece out. And then, oh, it's just Jason DeLaurentis. <laughs> this fucking town can't even come in the back door without getting a gun drawn on mm. you. Yeah. But this show, like, it, it gets the shopping list of things. They even get to do a, uh, the call came from inside the house. 
Yeah, it's uh, playing this song that Toby will recognize. There's a whole lot of call that in in this episode. Yeah, call Tanner. that in. Mm-hmm. Well, this one doesn't bother me. It's when they're in the police station and Tanner's like, call that one in. And it's like, to who? <laughs> You're the cops. We're at the station. Who am I calling? Yeah, uh, it's just like a, a song and Allie tries to keep the person on the line as they trace it and they figure out, oh, they hang up. We got the call. We got the call trace. It's coming from inside the house. So they all freak out they like put Allie in just like a craft closet and she near the buttons yeah tanner tells this uh other lady cop to like keep a watch on, you know don't don't let anyone come through here like there, there's a line to Allie where she's just like don't answer for anyone and it's like well anyone <laughs> like what if it's you tanner like could she ever come out or <laughs> here's a bucket yeah you know what the bucket's for mm-hmm. uh uh, this is where I wanted to see Barry just pull out like a giant Magnum revolver as ooh. his like service weapon. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. He just has his own special piece. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome if he did that in like the finale. Mm. <laughs> just this massive fucking Colt 45 or something. Uh, or a shotgun. I could definitely see like Barry a sawed off shotgun. shotgun he just has like in his belt. Could you get away with that as a cop? I don't know about that, but could be his drop gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his drop gun's a sawed off shotgun. <laughs> Uh, so Toby's doing his uh, cop gun foo. He goes into Allie's room, and there's uh, appears to be a black hoodie and a rocking chair. And oh no, it's just a fucking creepy ass mannequin with a pig uh, mask on its face. This is pretty goddamn weird. This is good imagery, though. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, almost yeah. I'm almost a little proud of the Toby Ezra Caleb Allison because this is Illuminati. Them, right? Yeah, this yeah. is them setting this up, which I can only assume how the hell they set this up. Oh. Well, I can only assume that she set this up like hours ago. <laughs> She's just like, don't go in my room. Well, presumably, why, <laughs> guess, why yeah. would you be going in her room? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the cops would have had to go search at some point. Well, after they've searched and you're yeah. all in the living room and, and Toby's suggesting various board games. Mm-hmm. Seriously, how about some Twister? Yeah, so this is where the call came from. And this is all just a massive ruse because they like the the other cop who's supposed to watch Allie comes in. You had one fucking job, lady. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh shit, I, I thought I told you to stay and watch Allie. And they go down, they just see like a broken wine bottle. The little closet area is empty because Allie just pieced out immediately and is running through the woods. Is this where, I guess it's late season five, where Caleb finally starts like getting a shit ton of burner phones? Yeah, yeah. He's There's like a lot of burner phones by season five. Yeah, just constant burner phones. Just like five or six burner phones on them at any mm-hmm. time. Jason's just looking at Toby right now, just like, this fucking town, you fucking cops. <laughs> you can't do your job for 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> your only job was to protect my sister, you idiots. Listen, Jason, don't say it, all right? I get the look, man. I get it, all right? And really, it's not even my fault, because, I mean, look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm nobody here. Call that in. Yeah, Toby's just like, he has like this frowny look and Jason's just like, what is it, man? You know, and it's like that song. My mother used to sing it to me or some bullshit like that. The song from the public domain. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about apples or yeah. Call that in. Ken just looks so befuddled. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on in my house? He's probably just wondering, like, can he sue someone? You know, like, can he at least get a little something, something out of this deal? I just need a hot, fresh glass of piss right now. It'd be so <laughs> relaxing. If you'll excuse me. I thought you were about to mimic it there when you put your hand down in your lap. I was like, ew. People can't see that. It's an audio medium. 
<laughs> you can see it. Speaking of uh, lost men, Ezra <laughs> and Ezra chewing their fingers. Ezra has been reduced to the driver. Yeah, because uh, that's the only value he brings. And then still, Caleb has to tell him what to do constantly. <laughs> Just like slow down, slow down. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, Allie is snuck through the woods, gets into their car because they set this all up. It's all a big ruse to get her out of the house so they can go. Uh, what are they doing to try to find uh, the a layer here? I'm trying to remember what their scheme is. Oh, they they uh, she's going to go to the kissing. They rock. planted the clues about the kissing rock, hoping yeah. that A caught them. So she'll go to the kissing rock and hope to find A. And she's got a tracker in her boot. Yeah, we uh, get know, the line. The uh, give a girl a pair of boots, she can conquer the world. Good pair of shoes, she can conquer the world. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say these these bros here. They've got some very a like tech. You know, they've got burner phones. They're tracking people. They're sneaking around. Well, here's my question: Do they have a like tech, or did at some point did they decide to stop playing like grab ass and actually try to like? Do something right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking the you know theoretical option where it's like all the SOs are A. We yeah. definitely see they've got some capabilities. Except for Ezra, because I just don't think no, he's a driver. Yeah. yeah. Not even a good driver. He's no baby driver. It's <laughs> no baby driver. <laughs> Did somebody say baby? <laughs> That's gross. I made that joke anyway. Uh. So it's three weeks later. The doors finally open in the dollhouse and the liars slowly shuffle out. Um, they're all just had this haunted, just, you know, thousand yards stares on their face. Also a little uncomfortable being each other's presence for the first time in three weeks because of reasons. You, you get the sense. Yeah. They, without anyone saying it, you get the sense this is the first time they've seen each other. Yeah. Ari with the pink streaks in her hair. I feel like that's like an immediately chilling image because it just, there's so much weight built up about those pink streaks and then the idea that a would force Arya back into that haircut. Well, and Spencer and the Argyle, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, A's like forced them back or reduced them back to, you know, who they and were. It's just like dark, dark psychological torture. Yeah. Um, Hannah's the last one. Oh yeah. Emily's in her like Rosewood swim clothes. Mm-hmm. Hannah's the last one to come out and she seems like they don't want to talk about it all, but Hannah seems like, very standoffish very skittish yeah and it's not clear is she mad at them or is she feeling ashamed or something but there's some there's there's a like you know a wall between them right now it feels like when emily's able to like just bring hannah in for a hug and because and... she's not the real one yeah because they're not real people <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ooh. um and yeah i think they they get told to go into Allie's room. They have to get ready for Allie. Like all this, all these boxes are in the Allie room with a bunch of stuff. They don't know where Mona is, but it's like A's gone and stolen a bunch of Allie's things, along with some newspaper clippings to like show them that Allie was uh released from jail. And they're supposed to get the room ready for the real Allie. Yeah. What does that mean for the fake Allie Mona? We don't know. Mm. But yeah, Hannah's very kind of standing apart from them the whole time. It's like you really wonder like what the fuck happened in these three weeks and especially what happened to Hannah. Well, she was all you get is that she mentions being forced to sign the welcome card for Allison. Mm-hmm. And you just, you can only imagine what, what that means. But then they, they do the, the POV of the camera in the room. And this time Hannah has no snappy comebacks. And no. she just seems broken in that regard. And so instead, Aria has to vow to kill a for what 
uh, A has done to their family. I think that's it's still a little come. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mona's in the hole. A is shining a flashlight down on her. It's like this weird. I don't know if that's a well or what because it's pretty wide. Um, but yeah, she's seemingly bent down here these last three weeks. She's all dirty and gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, not pictured her bucket. Or and, her lotion. Yeah. That she puts in the basket. And then like A walks away and just leaves Mona screaming in the dark. And then uh, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Starts playing. Um, I like the uh, the old photos and one of them is the uh, <laughs> The still from the episode, the flash, the washed out flashback. Well, it's to like the, how, the day at the beach. Who took that photo? Yeah, <laughs> it's like someone in the water. It's like Lucas. Could have been anyone because everyone was there that day. We found mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so they're all just going through Allie's thing. Spencer finds a little old toy that has CD, the initial CD card, into it, and her her brain is doing more math and callbacks from like four episodes ago with the anagrams. Mm. Uh, Arya insists that Spencer come help her with the clothes in the closet. I like how there's a few more yellow tops in that closet. Hmm. Um, and so it's a weird thing where like Spencer doesn't want to do it at all first. And Arya like insists. So she goes over there and you see a note from Mona has been carved into the wall. He's going to kill me. Ahem. I mean, it's kind of interesting at the yellow top it, and, and their looks here being from circa that Labor Day weekend. It's almost as if Charlotte, I don't know, like, could she re could she like rewind and mm-hmm. redo where Allison doesn't get bonked over the head of a rock. Well, and, it's like she just wants to live in that moment. Or it's like maybe she can redo it where she comes home and mm-hmm. they're a family and these are her weird friends. Well, the the dramatic tension here, I guess, is that if the real Allie comes, Mona's going to die. That's yeah. basically what their concern is right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're freaked out. Also, news broadcast about the Rally Sanitarium being closed and not found out here, but sold to the Kerasimi group. Mm-hmm. and uh then later it's barry's going over like footage from the press conference tanner's just like is there anything you want to tell me toby and toby just looks like just like a five-year-old who like ate a bunch of candy he wasn't supposed to or something it's like it's obvious he's got a secret but then barry interrupts him he's like oh look at this and you kind of see what is toby doing here like is he just like keeping barry company i guess so <laughs> barry's just like you know i i don't need any help with this that's okay bro i've got your back look toby you got me the sandwich you got me the coffee i don't need anything else (laughs) i want to learn from the master like the guy in the 1500 suit's gonna hang out (laughs) the guy you can't make that in three months (laughs) come on uh so we see in the video footage that it appears andrew campbell and like a baseball cap kind of hiding his face is walking by in the background that square jaw gets into a car well that reminds me i wanted to check and i'm gonna check right now to see if the car, it's like a blue sedan he gets into, if that's the same one from FaceTime or not. So uh, why don't you vamp for a little bit and I'll check on this. <sighs> um, it's basically, uh, the next thing in my notes I just wanted to point out is like how, all of the stuff in the dollhouse, like how fucked up it is that five years later, Allison's like, guys, can you do me this solid and just like testify on my sister's behalf? I know, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, but I'm also, I was always intrigued by what they're indicating here is that A has been slowly taking things from their homes to populate their rooms, like little things that they just thought that they lost. Um, yeah, in addition to the stuff for Allie, the stuff for them as well. But we'll also find out that a lot of the stuff that apparently was meant to be baby Charles's, like just became Allison's because Charles was gone. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe that little toy boat, but also the christening set. 
Um, so not the same car, in case anyone's curious. Uh, different car from FaceTime and Ali's flashback. I don't car. think we're ever going to find out this car from that flashback ever again. Well, the, this car here is presumably Andrew Campbell's car. <laughs> you know, her. Well, this one right here in, using, yeah. in Game on Charles. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, that FaceTime mm-hmm. flashback, I don't think we're ever going to. Probably not. I know who was in that car with her. So Ali's walking around the woods near the Kissing Rock, and then she hears music playing because there's another car parked nearby that's playing Walking After Midnight from the speakers. So she gets in and turns it on, and there's like a little GPS that's like giving her directions. So she's like, all right, robot car, I'll let you kidnap me. And she just drives off. As you do. And Caleb and Ezra are tracking him. And Caleb the whole time is just like, slow the fuck down, buddy doing don't follow that fat clothes you know uh hannah's reading an article in the newspaper oh pictunia yeah or is that was like is this the real pictunia or is this a like a doppel tunia doppel tunia i mean like this one gives her good advice <laughs> aria you should be nice to Ezra. everyone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i wasn't gonna do that doppel tunia <laughs> <laughs> this is like cacophony's like avatar um <laughs> Yeah, the article is talking about how their parents are dealing with their disappearance. And it's like Ashley Marin apparently just like had to go to the hospital. She was like so like traumatized by the experience. And that's Which, wonderful for them to read. I don't think we ever really find out if that's true. I feel like it probably is. Maybe, but Ashley's just not. She never says in like episode two, like it was so hard. I was in the hospital for like a week mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I could see her having like a panic attack or something, you know, having to go to the hospital. Yeah, this is where Arya vows to kill A, yeah. which perhaps she takes uh, Charlotte up on that in the six eleven. She's Sploosh. fucking pissed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're all just freaking out, and Spencer's just like, "Fuck this, we're getting out of here." She uses her like world champion etch a sketch skills to yes. tell them that Charlotte or that no, sorry, Char- Charles is a dealerentist because she's. She did the math with the whole anagram stuff and like figured out that it all spelled Charles De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. I don't know. It's, it's like they had to do a lot of heavy lifting just to get that information in here. What did she? I don't know. Like, It's like somehow she just remembered those weird anagrams they found four episodes ago. Which would have been like um, almost a full month earlier just about yeah i mean i guess you see like you see cd and you've got charles you're like charles d and then it's probably not like who who do i know that has a d last name like drake de laurentis yeah i don't know yeah oh i was just thinking like they've already called him out as charles Mm -hmm. in the dollhouse so this is just them making the connection that he's also de laurentis which from the the footage of like the the two boys, Allie and Jessica the Laurentis. I mean, Durr, yeah. yeah, I know. It's like, Wait, I mean, do you want Hannah to be like, so what? Yeah, thanks, Sherlock. Who gives a fuck? You observe, but you do not see. Ari's going to yell at the camera. Sorry, I may not kill you. I'll just maim you now. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Mona <laughs> is singing Hush Little Baby to herself and rocking back and forth in the hole here. I mean, this is. This is really showing you how bad it is. Like her voice is cracking and she's just at the end of a rope, which Kind of makes me suspicious to watch now. I don't know. How do you mean? Just like it, it's like they really want us to assume that this is all real torture for Mona and not any sort of setup. You know? What if it is real torture for Mona? Yeah, I mean, it could be. But at once upon a time, we also thought that Sarah Harvey 
was purely the victim and apparently she wasn't so who knows but yeah mona's hair is starting to look like claire's hair at the end of lost Burn. <laughs> there's no bird's nest in it um so ali pulls up to tyler state park pennsylvania she runs out of gas at that point so she has to stop i don't know how a managed that for sure that's that's awesome she's got no service she gets out all right, the little the little thing tells her to get out of the car and like go to the trunk or something. Ezra is once again following too close, so Gail has to yell. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Back at the police station, Tanner's reading some of Andrew's journals. Andrew journaling. What a pause. It's people like them, people like Arya for aloof doe eyes and Spencer, that smug over cheesing know nothing, know it all. This is like his like hate journaling, but he just has to point out just those amazing eyes on Arya. <laughs> They aren't evil. They just play around like they're game pieces, like pawns. I'm no pawn and they can't play me. I mean, this is like some very articulate, eloquent burn booking. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad penmanship, too, I guess. Kind of girly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very nice penmanship. Yeah. Mine would not look anything like that. But you know, as I'm writing about, like, I fantasize about watching people scream. <laughs> I like how he's just like, Arya and her aloof doe eyes and Spencer and that smug, overachieving, know-nothing, know-it-all, and Hannah and Emily. Yeah. <laughs> Those girls, too, who are not real. Yeah, it's like a pissed-off rolled doll here. Mm-hmm. Um, they just play everyone like they're game pieces. Like pawns. I'm no pawn. They can't play me. <laughs> someone someone falls out of way, and they're like, season seven, what should we do? Evil board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby. So in, the, in that last scene with Caleb and Ezra, they're talking like maybe we should call Toby. And then Toby comes in and he's just like, I got a lead. Someone saw this car at Tyler State Park. Is he just bullshitting? Is he just coming in with what Caleb and Ezra told him? Oh, here? absolutely. Okay. There's no lead. Well, that's the lead. I think he's just being aloof about where he got the okay. lead from. Yeah. Don't worry. It was not actual police work. So I'm sure they call that in too. Feel free to not promote me. So Caleb and Ezra find the car with the trunk open, the little card like uh, with the audio chip in it that like tells her to go into the woods or whatever. Uh, that's the one that's signed by the liars there. Yeah. Um, and they see that her shoes are like pointed towards the woods. They, Caleb deduces that this is a clue that they should follow in that direction because Ezra is just completely worthless through all this here. Mm-hmm. So they go into the woods. Allie's in the woods. Allie's changed into the yellow top just to, to really set the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. again just to show pseudo victory lap yeah uh spencer comes to get hannah she's looking at like a photo of her and her mom i mean hannah's hannah's having it rough yeah rougher than even the others seemingly um Allie's creeping around the woods spencer's gotten all the liars out of their rooms because it's like that three minute window where the generator's off and she's like figured out that the Game room. The game room is right next to the quote unquote soul room. Yeah. That there must be some sort of way in there because the way A like appeared in and out mm-hmm. nowhere in the soul room. Uh, so they go in there, they're looking around. The lights come back on and the sirens are there and they're just like, whatever. Like, Which I feel like A probably had a better escape hatch because like they're crawling through it. There's a no, duct. yeah, it's like an air <laughs> duct. Uh, eventually, yeah, the sirens are going off. They're tearing at the furniture. Emily sees like, light underneath the dressers they pulled out of the way. Go through an air duct and into the quote unquote soul room. The uh the siren stops at this point. Yeah. Like it A is just like, oh, I guess that doesn't work anymore. 
Um, and so they start playing the home videos and they watch the one we saw from last time with the, the two young boys, good boys. And Spencer looks at the camera. She does this badass move where she just holds the real film, film reel so it won't move and it starts melting and catches on fire. Yeah. And we see A in the control room is watching all this and starting to freak out because at the same time, this, their, her motion tracker sensing is also seeing Allie out in the woods coming closer on the camera. So there's like a dilemma there. Like go nab Allison or let these four continue what they're doing, which I'd say let them do it. Well, I the, mean, they're enclosed. The whole idea here is that this is all the stuff they figured out this this soul room is where Things Charles slash yeah. Charlotte, you know, is is stored all of her most precious objects. And so if they start destroying these, they can leverage that yeah. and get out of there because of that. So uh yeah, they just start lighting shit on fire. Spencer uses the film reel and Hannah holds up a little baby doll and they light it on fire and they hold that up and, and throw it in the crib. And then all my fan fiction begins when Arya says, let's torch this place. Yes. Um, yeah. And Arya actually says, say goodbye to your soul, mm-hmm. which they're really trying to push that whole soul room thing. But yeah. still, you know, it, it amazed me that it took the season six to realize that I could even love Arya more. <laughs> and he got a kind of just looking back, looking forward, oh, what to do? Slams his hand down. Or her hand down, promoting and a giant black hood of gloves. Yeah, like a like what's the Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grabs the balaclava and gets out of there. Allie's creeped out. She hears noises, but kind of like backs away. She's scared. But oh, it's just Caleb and Ezra running up. Uh, pretty soon, the whole room starts catching on fire back inside there. And Spencer's just like, "I'm not dying in this place." It's like, well. Maybe you should have thought about yeah, that before you, you lit everything on did. fire. <laughs> Tiptoe down this road. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a cool bit where they need to cover the fire. So Emily tries to pull down these curtains and right behind the curtains is just this glass wall with a standing right there looking at them. Yeah, that's a cool little reveal. And they're all just like, oh, shit. This is probably the first time they've really gotten to just look at a up close up close like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit on the rooftop and five. This kind of reminded me of like some of the stuff in. Uh... At the end of Scream Two, like all the climax, mm, okay. like the recording studio, um, yeah. So outside, they're Allie and the guys are gonna run away, but then eventually, inside, A takes off and and hits the fire alarm, and they hear that outside, um, and all the doors open and the fire alarm is hit, so it's like now they can just run away. I guess, I guess Charlotte has her own separate escape hatch from all this. Because um, outside they hear the ringing, they smell, they, you know, they see the smoke coming out of the ground. Ezra does his one useful thing as he spots like smoke coming from another place too. So they run over there. There's a door. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, um, they go rescue Mona. I did like a little bit earlier. Spencer was just like, where's Mona? You know, it's like they actually cared enough to ask about her. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ezra happens upon Saeed, who's been corrupted by the island and slits mm-hmm. his throat. Yeah. So they get Mona out of the hole. And then they up, upstairs, the, the dudes are trying to get the door open. I think Allie pushes Caleb out of the way at one point yeah, to yeah. get it open. They, they open the door and the, the liars just come bursting out. Into their endgame ships, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannah right into Caleb's hands. Spencer gets to hug Mona for a while. Mona Toby shows up and hands. ruins it. Mm-hmm. It's Andrew, babe. Yeah. The classic line. We're going to get him. Yeah. Then they find another girl down there. And the, hey, there's another girl down here. Yeah. This this cop happens upon her. Like, who are you? And she's like, Sarah, Sarah Harvey. And people are like, 
oh shit Should who they, shouldn't they be more immediately suspicious of this other girl that's down there i feel like from a cost perspective this is the shit you find all the time whenever people but are like, like keeping girls presumably for sex we knew the a was downstairs we knew the five girls were downstairs right the five girls came out there's one other person down there you're like, know. oh, she can't be a. I don't know how much police work is informed by like great twist endings in movies and TV yeah. shows, but I feel like this just looks like a crazy sex trafficking operation as it is. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I feel like a little more due diligence could have been done there. I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely done a good job if this is fake of setting the scene of the hash marks mm-hmm. and you know what she probably smells like and what have you. <laughs> yeah, this chick smells like piss. She can't be the one. Um, so and then the, you see her getting carted off on a stretcher and um, there's like a nice, nice little bit here between Spencer and Mona I think a little bit later where it's like the, the she's getting help from the cops anyway um, Emily goes over to Alice and it's just like who's Charles De Laurentiis and Allie just makes like weird faces and that's the end of the episode yeah confusion or apprehension or like she herself is like where is the nearest bathroom mm-hmm Good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a strong season opener. I think I, it's really it just it's the end of the dollhouse storyline. Like we get a much different thing for the rest of season six. Yeah, I think I would say I liked Game on Charles more than I liked TikTok bitches. The name of it. Yeah. Oh, seven oh one. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Uh, perhaps. I mean, I feel like they're kind of similar in a way. Yeah. Yeah, with somebody being kidnapped and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that was game on Charles. Then we're gonna jump way ahead. I mean, we did have some the great six hundred two, six hundred three mm-hmm. episodes there, just showing the trauma. Like, I I really like that they didn't just gloss it over. They really went there and explored that, and they continue to explore it throughout this half season. I really wish that they would have gone even further, and I'll I'll get to that as we talk about these episodes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was an interesting half season just because it was there is like this kind of like not very well executed like the the who is charles de Laurentiis? is he alive plotline happening yeah which wasn't very well done but then there is just like the liars are all just fucked up right now and that was really well done well then you got the the kind of going down old pathways of spencer like mayor like waking up flashback of her waking up covered in blood in mm-hmm. the dollhouse and what did she do well they had the flashbacks and then just they're like aria becomes obsessed with like photographing dolls and like weird decrepit states you know spencer needs drugs to sleep hannah wants to rearrange and redecorate her whole room like she's freaking out and having identity issues emily likes guns emily turns to guns Guns and and girls with pixie haircuts uh yeah protecting anyone who comes along seemingly yeah yeah. finding finding someone else to focus on and her water bill be damned Mm -hmm. um and then Allie was like, oh, I'll go to church and <laughs> befriend and make out with this lame-ass cop. Toby's partner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they've just figured out in the previous episode before, oh, brother, where art thou about the chips? This is uh, written by Elijah Braz and directed by Bethany Rooney. There's a great XTSIR search page on microchip implants for animals. Yeah. Uh, so they, they know about the chips, but they're not going to take them out yet because Spencer deduces this is like, an advantage for them. Yeah. I like how there's like a phone starts ringing in this episode, in the scene, and Arya thinks it's like her chip. She's yeah. like, 
is that me like no that's your phone yeah there's some great physical comedy of that stuff i i kind of think it's funny that a i don't know if i was a i would have found a way to chip them long before the dollhouse i would have made being a How? so easy i don't know <laughs> i feel like you you need them stationary for a while to do that i feel like since you can get in their houses so easily you just like heavily dose like like their late night coffee or something and just do it real quick while they're sleeping. I don't know. I feel like you'd notice that. Um. Anyways, meanwhile, Kendall Arantis has packed some bags. He's making Allie get in the car so he can drive off there. It is really weird to see Allie so like, subs- maybe subservient is the wrong word, but kind of like, like kowtowed. Being forced to obey her father and just like do what he wants. Yeah. Because like for so long, she's been so independent. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, my dad says I have to go out of town with him, so I'm going. You know. Well, remember like the Allison who was like a supernova of a bitch to her mom. Remember how for seemingly Allie, like, no reason flew planes. Yeah, and had like teen pilots to fly around. Like it's just weird that like. Well, clearly, oh, dad says I have to do this, so I'm going to do it. Clearly, she remembers a lot of her old skills because she will drug her father in yeah, this episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just little hints. Yeah, not not the alley we want. Um, so anyways, they, he got a car and card in the last episode saying that, uh, Charles is coming Didn't to he town. Go dig up the grave. He went and dug up the grave. I think that's, he's fresh from there. I think mm-hmm. he's like, might, might still be covered in dirt or something. Yeah. And um, sweat. Yeah. I sweat it's a lot of sweat. He's sweating out that pee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he got a happy birthday card and it says, dear daddy coming home for my birthday. You should plan a party to die for just you love Charles. You know, your mother was the party planner. Yeah. I just signed the check. So he's just getting out of time. Allie's like not supposed to leave, right? Or I can't remember that, that was season five. five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. even remembers? Um, yeah. So he's just getting them out of town. He's <laughs> <laughs> making lots of faces about how stressed out he is. Oh, my God. The Candy Laurentis RBF is so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So strong. Um, so, yeah. So let's just talk about Hannah. Like, because I feel like we don't need to recap everything in detail here. But like Hannah has gotten this uh scholarship from the mysterious karasimi group i think it's the first time we hear of them uh no they're spray painted in the the radley the the radley sanitarium when they're going through they find mona it's spray painted something about the karasimi oh group. is it like on the wall yeah okay, okay. so you oh, like, yeah there's a whole business with leslie stone that happened before in which we see the tail end of mm-hmm. here um though this is this is after her like screaming in the car in the alleyway or whatever but yeah um, yeah, so she's gotten this scholarship because that was one of the things that Ashley did while she was in the dollhouse that made her feel good to think that Hannah might still have a future. Um, yeah, and this is how she kind of like kept her sanity when Hannah was kidnapped was just filled out scholarships for everything she could think of. And Jason recommended Ashley apply to this one because Jessica donated money to them all the time, which all the did red he flags. Really? Yes, they said. I know he says that, but it's weird because it's like seeming there's nothing about scholarships on like their webpage or anything. Right. Like, yeah. So I don't know how Ashley yeah. did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't see Jason being helpful. And Hannah is, she's happy in this first scene, but like very quickly becomes suspicious of it. Like she just, you know, she's got trust issues at this point. You know? yeah. Like somebody wanting to give her money. Like, yeah. the, what's up? What's going on? Even though Ashley's really happy for her. Isn't this after too the whole thing with like? Caleb giving her shit for going doing her thing. Daddy Caleb there. Yeah. yeah like drinking his coffee when uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to finish my coffee. Yeah. Um, 
later she's going to find out with Spencer that the kerosene group owns Radley and that further freaks her out. She wants to give the money back. Um, Ashley's just like, I already cashed a check and it was satisfying as fuck. Like, I don't care if this is A's money. I'm Ashley Marin. I take that money when I get the chance. I mean, yes and no. I, I don't know. What I guess mean? I have an interesting idea with like blood money. Um, it's, you can still use Go the money. On. You can still use the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's actually Marin's philosophy. What is the thing in Angel? It'll wash off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you deposit that, there's no blood anymore. Um, so then Claire shows up. I'm glad they brought Claire back. Claire, well, Claire, to like prove to us that like this is actually Sarah Harvey. Basically, this isn't like Bethany Young or some yeah, weird yeah. twist or something. But there's know? a there's a little bit of work here. Where they're like, remember that single episode? Yeah. <laughs> Two seats to go, Claire. Yeah, <laughs> um, Emily is like she's just like, oh hey, like I was looking for Sarah Harvey, you know. Claire is, and Emily's just like lying constantly, and like I dropped oh, her off at work. She's at work, and Claire's just like, oh, I was really hoping to see her, and Emily's just like, mm, too bad, <laughs> too bad. I'm the gatekeeper to her access, bitch. Tough titties, Claire. Mm-hmm. The toughest titty of all being me. Um, but then eventually she softens and she's like, I lied. I did not drop her off at work. I dropped her off at therapy. I'll pick her up in two hours. <laughs> two hour therapy session. She is it's like, going to be intense. She is like psychotically overprotective of Sarah Harvey here. Like she knows this is Sarah's friend. And it's like she explains this all away by being like, oh, she did, said some not nice things about you the first time we met or something like chill the fuck out. Well, it's definitely uh Sarah Harvey we see at this point does not ring true to the Sarah Harvey that Claire described, which makes her very interesting because, no, you know, she, it could I, be two different things. She has possibly been tortured. Yeah, 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 a, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, for three years, people are complicated. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting. I wasn't always the nicest person. <laughs> I didn't like myself back then either. Wink. I only shower like two times a day then. Mm hmm. Spencer yeah. was gonna like go do some dirt with Hannah uh, to like trace down this money, but then speaking of dirt, then Toby shows up. Toblerone shows up. He is ready to go. He's just like, "What are your parents here or something?" Like, "Come on, let's let's go, let's go do this, Spencer." And she's just like, <laughs> "No, seriously, I have to go." And he's just like, "For real, I will be quick. I you won't them, feel a thing." I brought the massage oils. Yeah, let's do that hot tub. Come on, it's uh, on the bucket list. But yeah, I'm sure they have a around the world map that he's, they've come up with. He's got a line. He's just like, we don't do secrets, Spencer. Fuck you, Toby. We don't do secrets, you and me. We tried that before. Yeah. Before we, Tanner we, knew. We tried that before. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, he, he talks about how like like Tanner is like a big signpost in their, their monument in their relationship. <sighs> She's just like, Toby, don't bring Tanner into the bedroom. I love if you freeze frame some of the body language here. She's like leaning uh-huh. back as he leans in grossly with like pursed lips. Not grossly is a little harsh there. Grossly. He's closing his eyes like a gentleman. He's just like, give me that sugar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and he's just like, I can tell something's up. And she's just like, I have to write a speech for valedictorian or something. Even though, is she the valedictorian? Or did like Andrew pass her? I can't remember how that goes down. I don't think that would still stop Spencer from giving yeah. the speech. Yeah. I, well, like, what would what would the graduating class think about they bring in Spencer A scenes? <laughs> like, oh, that weird drug addict who's kidnapped and 
like just like a total oh, psychopath for the last it, year. You would not be able to look away. Oh, I know. Yeah. And then when Principal Hackett turns into a snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to finish the whole speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, amazing that we had to wait months to watch that episode. Anyway. Um, so they're going to Mona's room to meet with Leslie Stone, presumably, who does not show. Mona is like Leslie's intermediary intermediary yeah uh, and leslie's you know she's been through a lot she's in a tough place right now but any backsliding could really hurt her because it was we find out that she was in radley too mm. um and that she's like crazy or something but what's really interesting is in the background aria can't stand the way this <laughs> doll is looking at her so she's going to not turn the doll around but break the doll's neck and spin its head backwards <laughs> spencer's like aria baby leave the doll alone <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in the Heather Hogan recaps where the screenshot was just like Spencer's like, baby, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh, my baby girl. Mona is basically like, Leslie doesn't know anything. That's a red herring. Like it's, that was two episodes ago. We got to move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're not very happy with Mona. And she's just like, seriously, I would tell you, you know, like if I knew, you know, I was kidnapped for several months as well. Yeah. Um, uh, they they talk a little bit about uh, the game being stolen from Mona, and she mentions she didn't know a lot was going on when she was in Rally because of the drugs. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it seemed like she was talking to Allison. Sometimes I can't remember who the other one was. Sometimes she thought she was on American Idol. I think is auditioning for American yeah. Idol. Yeah, yeah. So like that'll pay off into the hazy timeline of six ten. <laughs> Want that flashback to Allie just like singing in her Radley cell and everyone just enjoying it. I think it'd be like sounds. in the common room and everyone would be like clapping. Um. Yeah, and then uh, there's Sarah, glowing like the sun. Yeah, the drama between Emily and Sarah here in this episode is that they kissed the other night, or I guess the night before. This is after their synchronized swimming, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was the same episode though. That might have been even earlier, but right. it was something where I think Emily came in and she was asleep, and then like Sarah just like woke up and kissed her. Wasn't she looking for the the chip? She's looking for the the on the back of her neck, yeah, yeah. Which red flag, by the way, that Sarah is the one without chip, even though she was there for a super long time. But yeah, so now it's a little awkward. Mm. Um, I really like this this look that Shower's got here. Yeah, like I, I want to say she might have been wearing a wig or something in the uh, yeah, because Drake Davis has short episode. hair. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean not not in the previous episodes, but in the season seven ones. Like her hair is very different oh. from season six to season six uh, B and seven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, because you know, let me look at Dre Davis's hair now. It's mm-hmm. quite quite a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a little awkward, and Emily's just making it more awkward, and it kind of seems like Sarah. Like I feel like we get a little more of her real personality, especially when she goes to see Claire, where it's kind of like, like, hey, let's you know, let's chill out a little. Maybe I shouldn't be living here with you because it makes it awkward, you know. Well, Emily is is just goofy and awkward as fuck here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, you should uh, you should date people, me, other people, anyone, someone else. I don't know what. <laughs> I really like Sarah Harvey. I feel like this is my my feeling on why fans hate Sarah Harvey is because the Emily character this half season was so awful, and she was constantly obsessed with Sarah Harvey, and like people took all took it all out on Sarah when they should have been mad at Emily. I just can't look away from the screen when Sarah Harvey's on it. She's just wonderful. Like, she's so squirrely and weird. Yeah. I, I 
fully intend to populate a liar's wall of my own defending Sarah Harvey from you bad people. She really just owns her her weird awkwardness. Yes. She's she's amazing. But yeah, I I feel like people are misplacing their anger, like directed towards Emily. Emily's awful here. Sarah's a much more compelling character, I feel like. It's kind of funny how it always it always goes against Emily's girlfriends. I feel like Emily is not talked about as much as her love interests. Sometimes yeah. that's always struck me as fascinating. Um, then you get this, you know, not as interestingly awkward scene with Jason and Lorenzo, which I blacked out through most of, although I do like Jason's shirt there. I kind of want that. Uh, but <laughs> he basically tells Lorenzo to fuck off. And then he goes, oh, he sees there's like a little balloon. <laughs> Lorenzo. So you're fucking my sister, huh? Yeah. This fucking town. This goddamn town. Overage cops everywhere trying to fuck my little sister. Yeah. Still uh, in high school, bro. There's a little red balloon with a card on it. It's a little message. It's from Charles Laurentis. Uh, These cops are parked right in front of the house. I know. But you couldn't see someone bring a goddamn balloon. <laughs> a red balloon. Yeah. Uh, note with an address says come alone or not at all. I feel like you should start signing off things that way. Come alone or not at all. Yeah. Just like on my work emails and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he's just like, ooh. And I think, is this where there's like the little frog? Yeah, yeah there's like frog. a little blue frog, which I, I guess we can intuit as like something he'd remember from his childhood or something like yep. that. Yeah, from Cousin Freddy, yeah. Cousin Freddy, that's right, yeah. Uh, so Arya is going to end her doll phase. Well, how fucking stupid is Jason that like he had this imaginary supposedly friend named Charlie. Mm. And they were like, no, Charlie's not real, man. And then like this friend comes back, it's Cousin Freddy. Yeah. And you're just like, that adds up totally different people it just you know it just sapped his confidence i doubted myself for years yeah poor bastard yeah aria's had enough of her creepy dolls she's she's moved out of her doll phase here i like how she throws one behind her and magic mike montgomery checks it yeah he's basically here to just be like hey did you like like put the word out on me with mona or something like why won't she return my calls also denim cowboy shirt Oh, he's, he's rocking the denim. Yeah. And Arya's just like, no, I don't talk to Mona. Um, but he's basically like, Mona hasn't talked to him at all. And Arya's like, oh, that's too bad. I won't do anything about it, but that's too bad. Arya's like, I haven't talked to Mona since she didn't make it out of the hole. Mm-hmm. And Mike's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she did make it out? How oh, good for her. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a scene with uh, Emily and Shower and Claire. <laughs> the cookies and milk. It's so awkward. Sarah ordered the peanut butter cookies. Shower just needs to be like, hey, Emily, fuck off. Yeah. Try to hang out with my friend. Step off, Emily. (laughs) Emily is just like budding in constantly. She's like, she's like the weird mom, like trying to like interject. And she's become Pam. Yeah, she's become Pam. Totally. Yeah. Like Shower wants to like laugh a little and joke with her friend, and Emily's just not having any of Claire's it. Claire's like, "Here's my dog, who's grown up so much. He was a puppy when you last played with him and loved him." And Emily's just like, "Hey, bitch, no one cares about your dog. All right, let's make it about me." Yeah, and <laughs> Emily can't see what's on the phone, and she's getting really mad. Yeah, uh, oh God, she's so terrible here. Hey, hey, no inside jokes, no inside stories, okay? <laughs> yeah. So Spencer and Hannah are doing their research, finding out about Radley and whatnot. It's a lot of uh, health stuff that the Karasimi group's been involved in. I mean, I guess there's some sort of health care focused fund or something. Like they've uh, they've used Charlotte's experience with uh, mannequin legs to like <laughs> provide prosthetics. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
<laughs> might be a little bit of a stretch. Oh, there is a line earlier where Sarah Harvey says she's had enough pretend kisses. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Does like that Allison. Mean? Well, it's funny as Allison's the only one who brought up pretend kisses before. Yeah, well, I mean, like, are you was a pretend kissing you or something? Like, what? I don't know. Hmm. Um. Also, I I just have this in my notes, and I'm not sure why I wrote this down, but I think I agree with it that uh, in seven B, Jason needs to do like the full samurai haircut. I'm sure we've brought that up before, have we? The the he needs to take the Frank T J Mackey look. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, be good look for Jason. I mean, I look at look at the like, like if Jason were to start talking about like his sensei, it just I, that flies completely. I think. At the same time, though, I'm sure Jason listens to like Alex Jones. Um, the Kerasimi group has a generic Just throwing Jason under the bus there out of nowhere. <laughs> Does he doubt himself that much? He listens to stupid conspiracy to radio. Everyone knows that Obama's involved in black ops operations. Um, like uh, uh. The Kerasimi Group's like website looks professional if super generic. And I just think about like once Jason becomes CEO, like <laughs> they just tank. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thing where they go to their um their community page and it says with investment holdings and some of the world's most exciting projects, the Kerasimi Group is a forward thinking collective. I'm trying to read this here. With strong ties. With strong ties to communities working. Like it says nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Strategic investment and leadership, profitable something or other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, Shower and Claire, Claire's just like, oh, you should come over, you know? Like, it'd be really fun for you to visit. And Emily's just like, I don't think that's a good idea right now. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck off, bitch. Like, the Claire is just like, I can't believe this chick. Even even Shower Harvey here is like, she's kind of like, Jesus, Emily. Like, yeah. like she seems like the normal one. She seems like a normal teenage girl, and Emily is just like just so extra. Yeah. Shower's like, there's chill. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, like Emily's like really turned off, and like Claire mentions like some friend of theirs had a baby, and Emily's just like, who cares about babies? Anyone can have a baby. Fuck babies. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, I feel like we're we see a little bit of the theoretical queen bee sarah persona that she would have had with her friends yeah back in the day people just falling over themselves to impress her mm-hmm. yeah and she's also got the scar on her forehead from when she fell off her bike i like that oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh emily's so terrible in this episode um so anyways it hannah and spencer decide they're just going to go to the kerosene group meanwhile um earlier uh, Sabrina, she's I, hookup. She's the hookup for Spencer. Th- this is earlier in the episode, but she like noticed that Spencer was like, like, I don't know, not feeling very happy about something, like stressed out. And so later, she just comes by when Spencer's taking a phone call and puts some pot gummies. Like, uh, Spencer had asked her for pot in a previous episode. She put some pot gummies in her purse there, mm-hmm. just like the the pot fairy. Like, uh, many people told this. You know, I'm not familiar myself. But many people told us after this episode aired that like. That's like a lot. Like that's some serious money, I think, for all those pot gummies. Like those are not cheap, I guess. And so, I don't know. It's like a couple hundred bucks worth of pot gummies or something like that. And that money just goes all right into Toblerone. I mean, I guess she probably makes them herself. Yeah. Didn't we like get some kind of like flagrant HR violation as like Ezra's talking shit about her to Spencer earlier in the season too? Oh, he mentions he Spencer knows that she has pot because Ezra tells her that's right that she smokes pot like for her 
she had some sort of illness or some un- anxiety or whatever yeah. yeah yeah earlier she's lurking around this is all my like sabrina's a theory here she's eavesdropping she's just keeping tabs on what the liars are up to a cyber terrorist master manipulator drug dealer <laughs> And so Sabrina just gives her a little hookup. Well, she she mentions to Hannah like, uh, just tell Spencer to thank me later. And Hannah's just like, what? Fuck off. I'm in my own world. <laughs> Why is the coffee maker in the bathroom of this hotel? I feel like I've maybe seen that in a hotel or two. If it's like a really big I mean, bathroom is, like this. This is a ginormous fucking bathroom. A first lot of, of all. times at a hotel, they'll have the the sink is not in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then the coffee maker's on the sink. So I can maybe kind of see this a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, Allie's in some hotel room, bathroom suite, uh, on the phone, trying to warn Spencer about the Charles situation, how he's like threatening her dad. Blah, blah, blah. Boring. Outside, Ken's just like, let me in. You stole my phone. <laughs> I hope you don't run up charges. I have to pee and I need a cup. These are not related. You better not make too many in-app purchases and be jeweled. <laughs> how many Pokeballs do you need to buy? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to the the shower Emily game. They're back home. Emily's getting a text from Spencer because it's like they 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 have a new away mission to go to. And Sarah's just like, hi. <laughs> she can put the moves on Emily when she wants to. Shower can be smooth. Well, I think that's in line with what we've heard about her. Yeah. From time to time, she's got game. Yeah, but she's basically like, yeah. So Claire's dad's gonna come pick me up. I'm getting away from here. He's psycho. Yeah. Um, and Emily's just like, you know, you know, a year or two years or maybe just a few weeks ago, whenever I last spoke to Claire, she said some not so nice things about you. And Shower's like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh. <laughs> but Shower's whole angle is that, you know, subtext, Emily's a little intense right now. But subtext, if she doesn't live with her, maybe they can date yeah. and like actually have a romance. Shower needs a little fucking space. Yeah. I mean, this is technically a win for you, Emily. Shower's just like, oh shit, stage five clinger. Yeah. I mean, like, this is better than like the weird Stockholm sexual situation you were about to enter into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's going to take off, but she gives Emily a nice little smooch there. Uh, the other liars have all gone over to Jason's house, but no one's there. And then, this other cop pulls up and he's just like, hey, any problems? And they're like, no. And he's just like, you'll be on your way then or something. <laughs> and they're like, whatever. Fucker. So they yeah. just leave. Spencer does see the red balloon in the window. She's just like, red balloon. That's a clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these Mona magic mic scenes. My only real note here is that uh, he's brought over Arya's dolls. Arya's like, you can take these dolls to Mona and no longer require them. Well, and so I was confused. I mean, these are, these weren't like Mona's dolls that Arya had somehow. These no are just dolls that Mona, uh, Arya possessed. And now she knows that Mona's a doll freak. Mm-hmm. Okay. She knows Mona likes dolls. I, I think she got a lot of these dolls from like those weird junk sales. She was going That's to right, and Clark. whatnot. Yeah. Um, one of the dolls that, Mona picks up has its hands tied together with well, twine. Mona psychoanalyzes Arya immediately that mm-hmm. Arya was taking photos of the dolls in the same positions that they were put into in the dollhouse. It's just like how she starts untying the doll's hands. Yeah. Like that's such a fucking weird Arya thing to do. Well, I think it was interesting because you you've seen all this stuff with Arya acting out things like the th- like you know feeling safe by capturing images through her camera, 
recreate or doing various weird things with dolls. And Mona's just like, oh, this is exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And I like how Mike's just like, I'm not here for psychoanalyzing my sister. Well, it's funny. Earlier when he goes to talk to Arya, she's like, and when he's like, oh, Mona hasn't called me. And he's just like, oh, is that why you were pacing outside my room for an hour? Like she noticed that he was pacing. And yeah. it's just like, whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Hastings living room. Spencer's handing out water bottles to everyone like a good host. Because Hannah and her have a crazy ambitious plan to hunt down A. Mm-hmm. It involves Toby and surgery. Yeah. The plan is they are going to figure out where A is. And send Toby there. Or first, she, she wants to go themselves after they take out their chips. But then, like, the liars eventually, like, get mad and say that Toby should go instead. It's funny for a second there. I thought you said ships instead of chips. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking how these characters would have to surgically remove their ships. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like that Hannah and Spencer have apparently done some YouTubing. And they're prepared to do surgery now. Yeah. Dr. Hannah and Dr. Spencer. Emily and Arya are just like the fuck. Emily has this great like that's distasteful sneer in her face at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like who wants to go first? Spencer and Arya looked this up, and now Hannah and Spencer are going to like take action. Mm-hmm. It's like Spencer needed to shift the more uh, action-oriented persona. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> There's some really good Spencer Hannah scenes in this half season. Yeah, they're a lot of fun together. Oh, just the it's stuff just like his car, detective girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny, like, when, when we, the next scene is when the, the surgery is happening upstairs, but Spencer's downstairs letting Toby in. And in the background, as he comes in, you hear one of them say, Ow! Because yeah. <laughs> they're, like, being cut on upstairs. Yeah. Or, like, that detail you can hear them arguing. Well, later, like, when, hold still. When they're like, Hannah, you're bleeding. She's like, where? And they're like, where do you think? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of good comedy has come from these chips, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, this is where... Spencer's like, okay, I'm going to let you in on this. Like, you can't tell anyone for at least tonight. You know, he wants to tell the cops. And so she's like, check out this photo. This is Jason and this is A. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh shit, you should have told us this weeks ago. Yeah. That would have actually been useful to the police. Uh, yeah. So yeah, eventually Mike and Mona kiss. Like, she thinks that he hates her because it was her plan to fake her death and it all went wrong. And, He's just like, I'm pissed at you, but I still want to make out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So they kiss. And I think that might be the last scene we see of them together on this show. Yeah. Don't know quite what happened there afterwards. Yeah, that's a good shot. Uh, so Toby's freaking out. He can't believe they've been keeping a secret the whole time. What do you think about the general plotline here in 6A where they've figured out the, the, about this Charles person, but they keep it from the cops the entire time? Eventually, because first for like sort of nonsense reasons, but eventually well, because uh, Sarah gets threatened. The re- yeah, the, there's the whole Sarah's under the the scope there. But like Spencer's big point here is um, A's monitoring like the police. So once it goes over the band or someone gets an email, A will know we're coming. And I feel like they could have figured out analog methods to handle this. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's that's their primary reasoning here for not bringing anybody in. Um, but at the same time, it's like you're like it's 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 episode seven. Yeah, you're not gonna catch a. <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of feel like that was the wrong way to go because like it it's just stretches credibility so far by this point for them still not to be going to the cops. But it's weird because it's like it's a way to have them 
be decisive and like taking charge of the plot, which will be completely absent in 610. Well, see, I, I feel like they should have gone the other way and had the liars constantly trying to talk to the police and the police basically brushing them off. Like the liars have gotten to the point where they, they need to be part of this mystery and the police keep telling them, no, like go home. Like we don't want your information. We're working the case ourselves. And like something more like that, where it's like they've cried wolf too many times or something where the cops just aren't paying attention to them. And so they feel the need to go do something on now, their own. Let me ask you this. Are you stressing that they just don't believe the liars information? I, I think it could be something where, you know, a, a has been, gaslighting them for you know a year or two now like all the information they get is so circumstantial and like unprovable and whatnot that like the cops are just like okay you know like like I, like if the cops knew about charles earlier what does that change really i guess you know mm. i mean it'd be one thing if like a had done something right as they got out of the dollhouse and invalidated them in the cops yeah, eyes yeah. um and they lost whatever reverence they had. It's, it's just a weird setup that like the cops know about everything, but they still can't tell the cops about this one other detail. Yeah. But I mean, realistically the cops can't have them be that involved. Like yeah. you can't, you don't posse up like that, but also it would just harm any kind of legal situation later. Well, and maybe just something about the liars feeling like they need to be involved. They're so used to this and the cops keep telling them, no, like you need to stay home. You know, like I, that makes more sense to me as the liars just feel this need to keep going out there and it kinda, solving the mystery themselves. It kind of makes me miss like the old TV of like the 80s and before when you didn't really have to worry about <laughs> reality as much. I yeah. mean, like if this was like an 80s show, they would have all been sworn into well, not, like 21 Jump Street. Like they'd be like they'd be detectives on the force by now. Not necessarily reality, but like within the reality of the show, I feel like credibility yeah. has been stretched too far at this point. You know, yeah. like there were lots of reasons in the past for them not to go to the cops, but now the cops seemingly know almost everything. So it's just, it's weird that there's and just it's one even, little detail. It, you know, we'll get there. It's even reference 6B mm-hmm. for the reasons why they can't go to the cops because yeah. of Sarah's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like how uh, when Toby's like, oh, the liars have all come downstairs. This is where Hannah's bleeding. And somebody makes a comment about Dr. Amateur Hour. Yeah. And Toby's just like, what the fuck are you <laughs> bitches talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's so confused and they all run back upstairs to like patch Hannah up some more uh, that's great and yeah so Spencer kisses him and she's like this is this is it we're gonna do it this time we're really gonna get A and it'll all be over he looks at this burner phone like he's never seen a phone before yeah the, the fuck is this thing why is it so small I have ginormous hands it's like for, for whatever reason the liars are not like is Hannah or not Hannah, Emily and Arya have like overridden their desire to go chase A themselves. Yeah. And then so it's up to Toby instead. So what was the deal? It was that that's dire straits. I'm trying to remember how this worked out. Hannah has put a tracker. Was it on Jason's car? On Jason's car. So she, she's tracking Jason. Yeah, and that's yeah. how they're going to find this. She yeah. stole one of Caleb's trackers. To Wallaby Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now Toby will find where the pot gummies have fallen out of Spencer's purse. And he's just like, oh, shit, are those gummy bears intercepted? I can't remember what it says, but Sabrina signed up an S for Sabrina, which Toby will interpret as being for Spencer. Yeah, it says, don't stress, babe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't stress, babe. Intercepted. Don't stress, babe. Don't sleep on Toblerone. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, okay, this plan makes, this is okay plan. Then yeah. I, got, I got gummies out of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, 
Kendi Laurentis is uh, going to have some decaf coffee in place it of his just usual seems urine. So weird to me that you have to walk into the bathroom to refresh your coffee cup. Yeah, you just think about like when you flush the toilet. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Particles in Splatter. the air. Yeah. Splatter. Also, I think they did a Mythbusters about that. I can't remember what the, the outcome But was. also, you have to walk in on your teenage daughter getting ready for bed in the bathroom to get your coffee. That's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's like drugged the coffee with sleeping pills. Uh, so that's how she's going to get out of there. <laughs> Back at the precinct, Toby's munching down on some going there. She's <laughs> feeling good now. It's like Toblerone's feeling pretty fucking chill right now. I can't feel a single one of my limbs and it's great. Let's go hunt down some bad guys. Mm-hmm. Bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do, right? Lorenzo, let's go to the fucking arcade, man. By the way, you gotta eat that. Bro, have you ever played Time Crisis? But I mean, have you ever really played Time Crisis, bro? And so he he's just like, so we should go check out this uh, place. And Lorenzo's just like, we're on a beat. We can't like not tell. No, Toby says, let's go to another town yeah. where we have zero jurisdiction and, you know, just help out. Lorenzo <laughs> wants to tell the, I don't know, deck sergeant or whatever and Toby's just like later. Don't be, don't be boring. Don't be a puss, bro. Mm-hmm. I got balls full of quarters for this video game. So back the liars are just pacing around. They're waiting. Uh, they can see that uh, Jason's car has stopped somewhere, and Spencer's just basically like, "Fuck this! I'm not waiting anymore." I like that though that they gave Toby a phone with the tracking program, but they also have their own. Oh yeah, because I mean, for sure, they've made their plan A actually their plan B. So they decide to go anyway. Arya almost calls 911, and then Emily comes back, and Arya stops and doesn't do it. <laughs> That's okay. 911 will get there anyways. Yeah. Uh, we see A is lurking and watching Jason go inside this place, which we'll see is like an abandoned arcade or something. Also, A is confident because the tracking program of his own mm-hmm. says, like, the liars are all at yeah, Spencer's. Yeah. Oh, the fucking pronoun game. I'm sorry. A's. Whatever. Charlotte, yeah. whatever. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies in advance. It's hard to keep it straight when there's all this Charles business happening. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Allison has called the one person she could think of that could help her out right now because the liars all left their phones behind too because mm-hmm. so they couldn't be tracked at all. And we see that it's Mona has come. She's told Magic Mike Montgomery to go on home, come to pick up Allison. Past your bedtime, Magic Mike. I, I like this. I like that Allie and Mona are in a scene here. I kind of wish, like, it was a different scene. It just, there could have been so much more. Like, how rare is it that we get Allie, Mona, two handers? Considering and they're all mostly of just that talking history. about, yeah, yeah. They're mostly just talking about, like, the current situation when there could be so much conversation. Well, and there. then it's like, it's like a victory and a defeat for the same time for the Allison character to have her call 911. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she calls the cops. That's what she does. Yeah. She just immediately calls the police. And Mona's like, what are you going to do? And, and Allison's like, I'm going to call 911. Duh. And Mona's like, oh. yeah. Have you never seen the show? I know. We don't do that. Allie calls the cops and says, I'm Allison DeLaurentis. Charles DeLaurentis is A. He's my long lost brother or whatever. Which go to this place. I mean, 911, couldn't you just call Tanner? 911 is just like, so is this not an emergency then? Please call this number instead. But I mean, would your average 911 operator? I guess they would know from the news who Allison DeLaurentis is. I'm just. I mean, it depends on why where, don't like, you call the cop that you have is. a working relationship like, with? The operator might be in like Pennsylvania or Philadelphia or something. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Call Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. No, don't call Lorenzo. Well, fuck, fuck that guy. She at least has a relationship with him. 
Uh, I, mean, I would love for her to call Tanner and Tanner to turn to someone and say, call it in. Call it in. <laughs> You're literally on the phone, bitch. Uh, so the cops come to the house. They find the balloon and they come to Jason's house, the Delorentis house. They find the balloon with the invitation to go meet A. So that's how they know how to get there. Uh, meanwhile, Jason is uh, in the dark in this weird arcade, encountered the black hoodie silhouette. Mm-hmm. He sees that A is there. His, his imaginary friend. And then Toby, all heft up on goofballs, shows up with Lorenzo. <laughs> Sup, bros? Let's get weird. <laughs> Toby and Lorenzo got their guns drawn. They, it's kind of they really interrupted what could have been a, a touching moment there where Jason's trying to reconnect with uh, his long lost. Hands to the sky, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, a, my like, gun is full of pop pop a just starts like knocking over shit like this like bundles but of then, pipes and whatnot then it gets better as it turns on the lights and toby really goes goof goof crazy <laughs> toby everything gets blurry there's all these like flashing lights and he's tripping balls yeah oh shit yeah. i'm entering the void yeah i mean it would have made a little more sense if there's like maybe some like either some ecstasy or some acid in those brownies or something or those uh gummies um, i'm just picturing like extreme pot i use this term loosely overdose on screen and i think about roman like writing his novel at the end of party Mm -hmm. down (laughs) and i think when this aired people were telling us that like this is not the reaction you would get but like i think you would probably just feel pretty sick maybe if you ate that many edibles or something yeah so i guess it's like they were counting on the massive paranoia factor Mm. But I mean, I feel like wouldn't it have been great if the scene where he's recovering in the police station and he's like, Spencer, you got to leave. I don't want anyone to find me like this. Like he was also eating just a massive hoagie because he's so hungry. (laughs) He has just like an entire pepperoni pizza in front of him. Like with nachos on top of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the liars have all shown up at this point, too, as Toby's tripping balls and like he can't can't get his gun out to shoot straight. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's just watching all this kind of like mystified. Jason's like, I know those feels. Lorenzo (laughs) recovers enough to stand back up. but Then A starts drilling him with a pitching machine. That's just hilarious. Lorenzo got taken out by the pitching machine. I like uh, Jason's like still trying to like talk A down. And like then he like starts getting fired at and he like ducks some balls. Um, Like later Lorenzo will be have his arm in a sling because of this pitching machine. (laughs) Yeah. Toby takes a few balls. and just doesn't end up in a sling. Um. (laughs) Jason stops Spencer from running to Toby Hall's like that shot. Uh, and it's just Ace going nuts with that pitching machine. Well, they, they throw in some stakes, though. Some of those balls hit like some of the arcade things and like, like screens sparks, break, sparks, yeah. explosions. Yeah. This whole scene's hilarious. I mean, it's just it's pure yeah. comedy gold. Yeah. Yeah. That, like they finally seemingly got the drop on A and Toby's tripping balls and fucking everything. In, a, in an arcade of all places, too. Yeah. Like it's it's wonderful. Um. So. <laughs> Toby's eventually just like leaning, <laughs> leaning up against a, a arcade game, like sitting on the ground. Like Spencer's like, Toby, what's wrong? And he's just like, Oh fuck, I'm so fucking high. <laughs> Tell the gnomes I surrender. Um, like we may have like poked fun at Keegan Allen once or twice on this podcast, possibly, but I honestly think this is some of his strongest work. Oh, his best scenes coming up. He is yeah. so good in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is like this is like I can imagine getting the script and being like, seriously, <laughs> the real cops show up and they're like, hands up, everyone. So everyone freezes and put their hands up. And of course, A has gotten away. So the liars just look like huge assholes right now because they they fucked it up again. You fucked it up. I like how later on Toby's like, like he 
like I can't let anyone find out about my situation. It's no. like I think they know. If they're not been fired, if they're not in the room with you right now, it's because they're outside making fun of you. Yeah, Um, I can imagine all the cops like taking selfies of like Stone Toby. mm -hmm. (laughs) Although, even if the liars did not show up, seemingly that would have gone down about the same way. I feel like, yeah, because Toby was high and fucked everything up. I like how even Jason's just like fuck this town and just walks out. Get the scene with Ashley Marin walking back in with Hannah to their house, and she's just like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me! Stop doing this! Let the cops do their job." And Hannah is where Hannah talks about not wanting the check and feeling paranoid about it. And Ashley's like, "I already deposited because I take that money." Yeah. And Hannah's just like rolling eyes. Arya's crying in her room. Poor Arya. Mike comes in to try to comfort her a little, and is like, "Well, I guess I should get out of here." yeah yeah she just feels like she's fucking everything up but then he says oh by the way here's a letter from this fellowship you're a finalist in this photography contest so that cheers her up a little i have questions about the cardillo arts fellowship what kind of questions is it real i think so like i kept thinking to myself in the next episode which we're on the verge of here like was this all an operation by tanner or did she ha- the Tanner like much like they had Clark inserted into this like a fake bio and everything? I, I think it's real and they they got him into the but I mean competition. did she somehow reach out to somebody and be like I want you to also include this girl because I want to have this giant operation to try to like draw out this this person in the I don't public. Think the operation was to draw anyone out though. It would work though to have the gallery thing to try to maybe get Charles because they're would, all acknowledging yeah. that that Charles is is soon to be caught. They feel it because mm-hmm. they know they've seen the episode number and it's six oh eight. I don't. I don't think that was any sort of scheme on Tanner's part to, to use her as bait. It was just like Arya really wanted to go to this, and so Tanner agreed to let the cops provide security. Also, she was really taken by Arya's, yeah, pictures, the, which the we'll imagery there, yeah, yeah. yeah I have uh, detail. Yeah, somehow we're only doing three episodes and still managing to take forever to get through them. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Toby. Toby with this, just like, uh, I can't have somebody coming looking for you and f- 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 find me like this. He rolls away from her. Which, I, I somewhat, like, he's thinking of her. Like, the reason he wants her to leave is not because he's, like, mad at her. It's just that he knows that someone will find him if they come looking for her. Which yeah. is why he wants her to go. Yeah. Oh, I think he's probably mad at her, but that's not the thing he has time for right now. He's, just he's like, trying to he's trying to keep his skull he's piece. like at the bad part of the trip right now yeah. he's just like sweating and yeah. <laughs> yeah this is some good work by toby well like what i love is that he's just like one more hour till i clock out i wonder if i can keep it cool until then somehow the cops don't find out it's yeah. like they they don't realize this guy's fucking high they're like oh, i just figured toby was that way all the time <laughs> Anything you want to tell us, Toby? He's just like staring off into space and sweating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Arya finds her scholarship, or not her scholarship, a little finalist thing. She's happy about that. Emily hugs a pillow in absence of shower in her dark room. Yeah, the, the little up, cot uh, is folded up. Jesus, Emily, get a hold of yourself. I mean, like, she's been there for what, like a week or something? Shower. Hey. Uh, and then she she finally decides to show some of that field's anger again and smashes the chip that she had. I mean, uh, the spell that Shower Harvey cast on me, I, I understand what Emily's going through. Sure. Um, 
Then we see some scotch being poured at the De Laurentiis house. We assume Serious it's Ken, scotch. but it's not. It's Glenn Collin 30. Yeah, it's uh, Jason. I I didn't think that was Ken because uh, he'd be pouring piss. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and then Allie comes in. <laughs> some Ken D. 30? 30-year-old piss? <laughs> 30-year-old De Laurentiis. <laughs> you know, the barrel really ages the piss. <laughs> Victoration. Uh <laughs> Allie storms up to Jason here. And the way this is shot, how great would it have been if she just walked right up and grabbed that glass and like down Downed the it? shot? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just like pour me another. I'm sorry. Just picturing. I'm sorry. Did I victorate on your victory, sir? <laughs> uh, Allie's like really concerned that Jason is going to like fall off the wagon here and drink because he's like, oh, I doubted myself. And I, Charles was alive this whole time and all this blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she's like, don't do it, Jason. It's not worth it. She should have just drank it. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, that's, that's a one way to stop your brother from yeah. falling off the wagon. They go, they hear a noise. They go upstairs and see it's another home video, this time from the, the birthday party for Cousin Freddy here mm-hmm. of uh, the three of them, Jason, Allie, and Cousin Freddy all being happy. So it's the same little Allison girl from the Christmas episode. And the Freddy kid is the one who play young Charlotte in 610 yeah that's yeah. the same actor mm-hmm. yeah and we see how how happy freddie is here he doesn't want to have to go home yeah and there's a note that says i wanted to trust you with a capital a and wanted oh the branding did you really want to trust him i don't i mean i don't know yeah if you want to trust jason i feel like you already lost mm-hmm. and so that's just uh, creepy and scary and then cut to A and their A layer. They have a note that says, happy birthday, your friend and ally. Ooh, A has an ally. And they open it up, and it's like a painting of that birthday, which is a really weird thing to get someone, but sure. Um, I want to find uh, your childhood memory that where you were most vulnerable, and also do a painting of it so they can gift to you. Well, all this memorial. Remember that time that you peed on that electrical fence and you yeah. blacked out because your, <laughs> your little yeah. wiener got electrified? Here's a painting. <laughs> I'd, I'd just be so overjoyed yeah well there i don't know this this whole it's so problematic that all all this memorialization of the charles identity mm-hmm. which i mean it's fiction so you can just say like that charlotte's cool with that or whatever but you know it's uh, what do you mean it's fiction i mean it's like marlene can say no charles doesn't or no that charlotte doesn't mind reenacting her charles identity and it's like you know that's what the writer says and that's what the character thinks but like in reality this is not very typical of how a transgender person would feel about you know memorializing their the gender they rejected the only thing i could find to be real about it would be the sense of belonging to a family and being accepted but yeah yeah, it's not as who she is that she's being accepted Mm -hmm. um obviously it would give it away if uh the painting was reconstructed to you know, to look like, to look like Charlotte instead. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's all this twist that they're waiting to unfold that just makes all everything leading up to it seem just like completely problematic. Yeah. Anyway, that was so, oh brother, where art thou? Obviously, I think we know who the ally is, but I feel like this is. I feel like what happened is that shower got taken, mm-hmm. Stockholm syndrome, mm-hmm. then displeased Charlotte. So I think then, you know, ended up in her own room as as a prisoner again for realsies. I feel like this was showers buying back in. 
I want to be part of the team again. Okay. I've never felt more comfortable than when I was evil. Oh, we know that she may have been playing around a little bit before that with like the falling off the bike and the supposed threatening with the knife and 603. Like she could have been involved in that too. Could have been. I mean, maybe not. It could have been just Charlotte. Maybe the bike thing was more just a ploy to get Emily to like her just because she was feeling kind yeah, of Yeah, insecure. yeah, like using yeah. The, same, the same mechanisms that she's learned from uh, what if, what if Charlotte's was, past. What if it was Mona being kidnapped that put Sarah back in the in the yellow top herself there? Could be. Like Charlotte kidnapped Mona and kind of like upgraded her, her fake alley situation. And so then Shara got demoted. Yeah. Or, I mean, we talked about how we thought it might have been Shower wandering around in the empty De Laurentiis house at one point in mm-hmm. season four. I mean, Charlotte might have been just like, you've overstepped your bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry. Yeah, but I feel like the timing is perfect, though. Like, Shower pulling away from the watching eyes of Emily, but having established that relationship. And she can go to to Charlotte and be like, here's what I bring to the table. But you kind of wonder, was was that always the plan or was it something where for whatever reason she felt like it wasn't going to work to just be a normal person on the outside and she felt drawn back to charlotte yeah you know? which i mean when she talks about and maybe it's just emily being so fucking clingy you know she's just like i can't handle this no wonder charlotte hated this bitch i'd rather be an evil stalker than whatever emily is because that's woo, um, terrible to your girlfriends <laughs> i've never found more sympathy for Paige. <laughs> um is it end of season six though when she talks to Allison about the like you and I know a different Charlotte, all that stuff? I mean, I believe it. I mean, I imagine it's probably hard for Shower the day that Charlotte's like, I want your badge and gun. Also, <laughs> you're going in the hole. <laughs> Give me your mask and your red coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I don't know, Emily this half season, I feel like she she's done a disservice to even more because I don't think she ever really gets a catharsis. Like um, Arya is going to have her, her big speech. We're going to get Punch you at some point in the next three hours. Um, yeah, she punches Emily punches shower in the face, but that's not really like, you know, we, we've seen how Spencer has dealt with the, the trauma and whatnot. We see how Hannah has dealt with it. Emily, she gets angry. She fires some guns. She immediately starts getting super protective of somebody else. Yeah. Eventually punches that person. But I feel like it's not the same. Like she has no big monologue or anything like that. Like it doesn't really feel like she's over anything at the end of this half season. I mean, I, I think it's come off as goofy in places, but I think the shower story is really, really interesting. Like all joking aside, I mean, I gotta say, showers had me hooked from the moment of the chilling line of, this is what happens to bad little girls. Yeah. I mean, would you, maybe it was too on the nose, but a scene where somebody maybe just kind of calls out what Emily's doing, you know, and that she's obviously like projecting all of her anxieties onto someone else. She Cause the show is very good about calling out people on their very bad behavior. Well, it's not bad behavior necessary. It's just like, it, it, we can kind of read into what Emily's going through, but I feel like it never gets its proper due. The yeah. way Arya gets to like give a, a monologue about how she feels like cold and empty inside. You know? Yeah, but I mean, I think the problem, I mean, you know, in those final 10 episodes, they've moved too far for Emily to ever do that now. It's just, it's just going to have to go down in the books as like a failure. Yeah, no, the, no, no, yeah, no. I'm just saying like if they had given her something in these last few episodes to kind of put a bow on it, I feel like it would have played a little better. I, I mean, I almost think 
I, I think like, you know, the season four A, that would have benefited from being like 10 episodes rather than 12, perhaps. Season six, where you're also doing the end game of revealing this, like maybe that should have been 12. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that would help any of the the Charles or reveal, some know. of the Leslie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's just <laughs> some weird hoops they're jumping through here and there. So I don't know. But I mean, I think a lot of this season, we, we like the, the small elements, but the larger stuff, not so much. Anyway, let's get to Framed. Yeah. Written by Brian Holtman, directed by Larry Reedman. Yeah, it's a Larry Reedman episode. Veronica Hastings' law partner. Um, yeah, the liars are at Allison's watching the exposition news, or with Allison at Arias watching the exposition news. Um, Arias bringing in drinks for everyone. Hannah is thinking what everyone else is, which is how can Allison remotely feel sympathy for A? Well, Allie right here, I mean, this is just some fucking bullshit. She's like all like wounded, like, oh, why is everyone so mad at my brother I never knew about, even though he kidnapped and tortured you guys for a month? Yeah, you know, and Hannah is just like, fuck your brother. Like, you know, like I I, I almost like it, she doesn't quite say it, but I wanted her to just be like, we were kidnapped and tortured for a month. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. How can you feel sympathy? Yeah. Unspeakable violations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my heart really goes out for you, bitch. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like I'm trying to remember. But what... everyone's just like Hannah, a little harsh. Is it though? No, I mean they're they're really no, chastising I know, they're, Hannah. They they kind of in this scene they make it seem like Hannah is like maybe like a little uncouth Hannah speaking a little too much truth, you know, to the situation here. But it's like no, Hannah is like totally one hundred percent right. Yeah. Like sorry, sorry, Charles, you know, slash Charlotte. Even, but even if she's not right, right, which she is, like entitled to her emotions yeah. coming out of this. Why don't you feel sympathy for the person who kidnapped and tortured you? And is still torturing you in some regard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off, Allie. Well, it's like, Allison, remember you took that like delightful Don Draper fuck vacation, you know, for two years? Mm-hmm. How does Don Draper fit into that? I don't know. Okay. By the way, speaking of Don Draper, uh, there's uh, some Mad Men talk I want to get to a little later in this episode. Interesting. And, yeah. Uh, so Hannah and Ashley are going to try to Go visit Kendall Laurentis to find out what the deal with this whole Karasimi group thing is. I thought it was interesting you used the word freak before because freaks is playing in the background of the theater here. Oh, okay. Yeah. See it in a second. All right. <laughs> I mean, I say the word freak a lot on this podcast. One of us. Yeah. Um, they've it's like the media swarming Ken. He's like at the hotel or something, so they can't get to him. Could this be the Bradbury? No, probably not, because we can see the window there. Yeah, and Ashley's just basically like, I don't understand what your deal is. Yeah. Uh, some bit of Clark talking to Arya here. Yeah, and he's Ezra Lurkin. Ezra Lurkin eavesdropping. Clark has a lot of questions about, oh, what was it like, you know, to find out and be kidnapped and all this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Arya's a little like, don't really feel like answering all these questions right now. Weird icebreaker. Yeah. And then he like mentions that they're, they're both going to be in the finalists for this like art gallery thing her doll looks so funny just like in black and white in mm-hmm. a cage with <laughs> her hands bound yeah. um so he's you know congratulating her on that but it, she basically kind of gets rid of him and ezra immediately is glaring at clark as he walks away and comes right on over his body language is so funny i like how aria immediately is just like oh so you're eavesdropping there huh like she's well she's she been aware of the whole time yeah. exactly what's going on yeah yeah Ezra tries to offer some like sage wisdom or something. So it's like Arya's going to be forced to go to this quote unquote sports banquet for Mike. 
um, rather She's- than going to the art thing be- that she wants to because that's out of town or what have you. Um, she- well, I think it's like they don't. It's like her, her mom doesn't, Ella doesn't want her to go there. Yeah. It's closer for, to home. For safety reasons or something. Yeah. So uh, Arya will use Ezra's paternal bullshit here to find a way to like, she should go anyways. And she, I love how she's like, that is an excellent idea you just gave me. And Ezra and his whole like, who me? I just sell books and but coffee. It wasn't even really his idea. He was, no, no. He was blathering on about something else and she was ignoring him. Yeah. And like heard something about the police and it's like, oh yeah, I'll use police protection. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea, asshole. You know what detail we totally missed out in not covering this episode on the rewatch mm. is the one where Ezra reminds her that he bought her her first camera. Oh, it's in my notes. <laughs> okay, good. We might have covered it in the last one too. I don't know. <laughs> For all I know, we're just making the exact same points we made before. Just remember, I, I own your artistic talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I inspired it. Uh, meanwhile, there's a Lorenzo Alley scene, which we'll just skip right on by because it's boring. Well, I think this scene, this whole sequence is possibly made worse if someone were to make an inappropriate Instagram post about it. Mm. <laughs> she made him soup. Yawn. He's in a sling. Yawn. That ball machine really did a number on his <laughs> something. That's what she said. Spencer and Hannah are back to being awesome detective partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking up the Karasumi group. She wants to apply to an internship there to go do some snooping around. That's like a, they've done that before, the whole internship thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you imagine if uh, Nick Pizzolatto and David Melch were just like True Texas season three, two teenage girls, they would never do that because no. that wouldn't be. There's just, where's the opportunity for the tortured dripping, masculinity dripping testosterone? Yeah, you could still work in Colin Farrell threatening to butt fuck some kid's dad on the front yard. <laughs> I like to get wet from a number of bad habits. Can you imagine? It's it's Spencer, Hannah, McConaughey. <laughs> Poster right there. Uh, so eventually Spencer's just like, let's just take the money back to them and say, we don't want it. That way they'll have to talk to us. Uh, <laughs> Arya <laughs> talking to Tanner. She's recruited Tanner to provide police protection. I like that, that part of the, the getting Tanner on board is to show her her entries. I mean, I assume like Arya doesn't want to pay for any of this shit, right? Like you cops show up. I'm not paying you. How does that? I think. I've heard things before that like false alarms and stuff with the police, like they will send you a bill. I can only assume that Aria is like, I want to go to this thing. I know you're concerned about my safety, so you should be there. P.S. You fucking owe me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, didn't Aria also have a thing earlier where she met with the, uh, uh, like the ADA and she was just like, what do you want to hear? Testimony wise. Like, what do you want to hear from That's me? That's right. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, these close-up black and white photos of like this shattered doll face and like a doll behind bars, like it's in jail. Arya is like uh, like a Francesca Woodman, but with dolls. Um, I I really like Tanner. I like Tanner in every episode. I like her more in this one too because it's a little bit of you get a little sense of the Tanner you see in like the Joseph Doherty episodes though. Mm-hmm. She's doing some psychoanalyzing. She's got some schemes that she's not commenting upon <laughs> she's like this is very i can't remember what her line is but it's it's a very diplomatic line that she offers about aria's photography there yeah attention um, to detail yeah ella is mama bear in this episode she's very concerned about aria's safety she's a little pissed at the cops still haven't caught a mm-hmm. and so tanner's just assuring you know, that it'll be safe 
you know, telling Ella, you know, they'll have the cops there. Because we haven't mentioned it thus far, we should not let it go unmentioned that Ari has a sparkly bling bling snake coiled around her neck as mm-hmm. part of her shirt. Um, that's just how she rolls. Also, she has a single teardrop as a necklace. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this is Arya's, you know, checked with Mike. It's okay if she goes to this thing rather than like his deal or whatever. <laughs> hey, Mike, you give you give a shit if I go, don't go to your stupid thing? I guess. <laughs> He's like, I was hoping you wouldn't come. Yeah. It kind of terrified me. The cool shot where we see like get preparations for the gallery and then it like kind of pulls out through a video screen and A's in their lair drinking some coffee and watching this it's the best use of when it's like when shows do that thing where like we're showing you surveillance camera footage but it's Mm -hmm. clearly not surveillance camera footage it's just one of our units shooting something yeah because the camera does that kind of panning thing like surveillance cameras do Mm -hmm. it's 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 nice um yeah so a's in a room watching this i love it has like the the buttons to let you in yeah you there's a buzz, a buzz at the door and a buzzes red coat in red coat comes and sits next to them Thanks. i really i like this in the middle of the episode you know yeah yeah like it's no longer just an a tag it's like they're operating right in the middle i just love like is there like a style guide when you sign up with the a organization like you're gonna wear the outfit all the time hood up mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you Gloves. can take your you can maybe you can take your i don't care how hard it is to do keyboards or to grab things but maybe you can take your balaclava off or your allison mask but maybe i mean you gotta maintain that figure so you look good in the red coat right, right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah uh so then we cut to aria's like going over dresses that she wants to wear in her room with emily here this is a, a mostly nice scene aria is most seems great aria's fucking adorable in this episode she is um she wants to know what to wear. What does she have the line about one of these? It's not. Uh, what is what is her line about this dress? Something about like downtown. Is it downtown art scene or whatever? Yeah, like it's n- not enough downtown art scene for her or something like that. Yeah, that one dress is dumb. The other one features captured ballerinas dancing <laughs> for Arya's whim. Yeah, and then she she tells uh, Emily to go get something out of her closet. And there's like, oh, don't look at that. That's my prom dress. Oh, the- there's a great comment about Arya's fashion. It's something like get the thing with like the skulls on it or whatever. And Arya's like, or Emily's like, yeah, I, I knew. And she's well, Arya's well, she, Ari, like, oh, get that one jacket. And Emily's just like the one with the skulls. <laughs> and Arya's just like, am I that predictable? <laughs> and then she talks about like, like you know, some outfits just speak to her. And Emily's like, I think your wardrobe speaks louder than mine. I love that. Oh, Just and the classic, pointing. the classic freeze point. Yeah, yeah. Of, of her pointing. Uh, Emily wants to see it, and Arya's just like, "Nope, put it back in there. You don't get to see it till prom." Uh, we start f- hearing in this episode that like maybe prom might not happen for them because the school doesn't want them there. Yeah. Um, and then this is just so cute. Arya asks Emily to prom just as friends, and Emily's just like, <laughs> "You want to be my date? No homo." <laughs> And Emily's just like, actually, not really, because I wanted to go someone else. And Arya figures out that it's Sarah, and she's just like, okay, sure. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you reject me? Arya gets turned down for prom twice in this episode. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Meanwhile, Emily and Hannah are coming into the Karasimi group in the office of uh, Reese Matthews here. This lady is like the secretary is letting him in. Hannah like orders a bubbly water, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's like Hannah's really trying to 
affect an air of like sophistication i feel like and like order people around a little and spencer's like don't get her that well like i love the difference in their looks though mm. uh hannah's very dressed very like erudite very upscale spencer's much more chic bohemian a, yeah well, she's in a beanie with just like a loose blouse and jeans on yeah yeah so she cancels that order and hannah's just like rude <laughs> she's like don't get her that no don't bring her that um, well, I like how Hannah's like Spencer's just like, I don't want her coming back in here where we're like ransacking the place. And Hannah's like, I'm trying to appear normal. <laughs> so they start looking around. There's like a match gate ball they're checking out. Hannah gets freaked out by this mirror that she thinks is a double mirror. So she like writes it on a notepad and shows it to her because she thinks like the whole room is bugged. She should have done the uh, the thing where she shades to see what the previous thing written on the pad is. And it's just a guy, a stick figure for a huge direction. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and it starts like crinkling the paper to make noise to throw off oh, any man. potential recording things. She eventually throws the paper at uh, Spencer and misses it just as Mr. Reese Matthews walks I out. to be like, there's not even a trash can over there. Where are you throwing that? This guy is interesting because he he's clearly projecting some attitude the entire time. Like a little noise. Like you're wasting Stylized my time. Annoyance. Let's yeah. get this over with. I mean, I... I, I 100% think he was told your TV's Christian Grey. <laughs> this guy probably would have made a better Christian Grey. Without, well, without a doubt. He yeah. better Jason. Ooh, English Jason. Um, I mean, he's he's supposed to look a lot like Jason. I guess he kind of does. I don't know. Yeah, I think enough. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think everyone's thinking Ren, though, when they see this guy because he walks out with a British accent. Um, anyways. <laughs> You think that they're thinking Ren when they see him because he walks out with a British accent. When they hear him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like if you were to mash Ren and Jason together oh, that's, that's, to get Reese Matthews. That was the whole thing. People are like, what, what is going on with this guy? He kind of looks like Jason. He sounds like Ren. Like, is this some sort of clue? You know, enough so not. that when they sneak the picture of him and show it to Emily, I don't think it's out of stretch for Emily to be like, why do you have a picture of Jason on your phone? I felt like it was a little bit of stretch to me, but whatever. Well, speaking of stretches, Lorenzo. Uh, and we're just going to zoom right through this scene because it's boring. Yeah. Uh, back to a better scene. Arya is lying on a bed now next to Emily. Much like the classic con game scene where she's lying next to Spencer. I feel like... Basically kicked me out. This should be a the... Prom. They should like do these scenes at least once a season, just like some of the liars lying on a bed talking to each other because they're always great. I'm trying to think, didn't they have one in season one or two? It was one of the ones we watched. Emily and Hannah have, like lied on a bed at one point. But there was one of Aria and Emily, I thought, where they were like, Emily was saying something like, it's a Saturday, Aria. Why are we looking at magazines when you mm-hmm. should be with Ezra? Yeah, they might have had something like that. Uh, but anyways, they're just talking about stuff. Yeah. Uh, Emily's asking about Clark and Ari's just like, nah, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He asked too many questions. Not into that. Aria for once is kind of okay with being single. Yeah. Uh, so they just lie down and talk some more. It's just a nice scene. I, I, I want to say Ari is like grueling Emily a little bit on her love for Sarah here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they talk a little about the, the prom situation here. Yeah. And how the school might not want them to go about how Sarah is not chipped. Um, back to Hannah and Spencer. This guy's giving them nothing. He's they're like, we want to know, like, how do you apply for the scholarship? And he's just like, don't worry about that. You know, like we have a committee that picks people, and maybe there is no application yeah, process, mostly and, through personal connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and is there a Mr. Kerosene we can talk to you? And he kind of like half smiles, like you and I both know that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah uh, kind of subtly takes a picture of him and then pretends she's waiting for his contact info because she's like, at least let us email the guy. And he's just like, I'll tell you what. And my weekly call with the, the mysterious benefactor, I'll bring you up. That's the best you're getting. Yeah. And then like calls his secretary and like, you know, asks for like some, quarterly some papers or something. Yeah. Basically get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. We're done here. Yeah. Uh, so they leave. And I think this is where they walk by. They, they, they're noting how locked down this place is because there's a big keypad on the this one room. wall. Yeah. Yeah. That has a, like, like a code you have to punch in to get inside. So, Somewhat a bus, except this guy looks remarkably like Jason, and they just find it all very suspicious and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Allie folding this douchebag's laundry because she's like suddenly a fucking like housewife now. She's like making soup and doing laundry. And if you knew you were taking pills that were gonna knock you out, would you sit on the couch like that? No, I go to my bed. Yeah, I mean that looks like he's gonna wake up very uncomfortable, oh, and he deserves it. it. Yeah, that's not. Mm. He's just got his like his feet up on the table. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they probably didn't want to like build a set for this douchebag's bedroom. Because this is probably what the old Ezra Caleb apartment set. It's probably just redressed right now. Yeah, because he got the brick wall there. Um. Anyway, Allie's about to leave, and then it's like she just got the idea or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I see your uh, police IDs there. I guess I'll take it. Well, it's like take your pick. Which would you rather? She's been planning this all along, or she just got the idea. I guess I'd rather she was planning this all along. Yeah. Just so there was a reason for her, like pretending to be like the dopey housewife and all that concerned. Her whole deal here, this whole episode is like, she's, she's really concerned about her brother and, and what's yeah. going to happen to her brother and why like her dad's been talking to Tanner about her brother, but not her. And she wants to know what's going on. And he's given her this vague information that like, her dad's been talking without a lawyer a lot and like cooperating, but that's it. That's well, all he can while tell doing her. this caregiving thing for Lorenzo Calderon. Mm-hmm. Also, the police have brought in a profiler. Profiler. Which we'll see the profiler's work. It's ludicrous. For some reason, that I feel makes like a me TV think, critic would have done a better job. That makes me think you, you've never seen the last season of The Wire, right? No. There's this whole thing, spoilers, where uh, they're faking a serial killer to get funding. McNulty? Yeah. And they go to a profiler. And the profiler basically just nails McNulty to an absolute T, even though they don't know it's him. Mm. You know, like their their profile of what they think the serial killer is is like 100% McNulty. It's great. What the fuck did I do? Uh, anyway, it's the art gallery here. Hannah and Spencer show up. I like Hannah's leather jacket. That is a nice look for Hannah. She's got like a little bit of a, like a like a white turtleneck and white turtleneck and a leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. So they're just talking about how shady that Reese guy is. And I think they like want to keep it from Arya right now, right? Mm. They don't want to like ruin her big night or anything. Yeah. Emily shows up. This is the whole thing where they show her the photo and she's like, Why do you have a picture of Jason on your phone? Yeah. That's not Jason. And then Ezra is there with a shirt covered in spiders. Ezra's shirt is so fucking weird. It's it's a horrible look. What were we talking a lot when we were first watched is how he's like dressed like a teenager in a lot of the season. Like he'd like it's like they I don't had all that, but sure. It's like they had like like leftovers of like Caleb's wardrobe that they gave to Ezra. He's definitely starting to look like he's in his 30s now. I mean, I don't know how old Ian Harding is in real life, but he definitely... You mean physically looks like he's in his yeah. 30s, but he's not quite dressed. Not that dressed way. that way, but like maybe they're just trying to make him look a little younger. Yeah. Um, 
Arya doesn't here, have like an old timey like mustache. Arya in her dress here, she looks like she stepped out of Mad Men or something. Like this is like this total '60s look with the hairdo and the 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 style of the dress here. Like, can you imagine Lucy Hale on Mad Men? Like, she would have fucking killed it. Yeah. Um, As like like Peggy's little sister. Maybe not that, but <laughs> I feel like she would have run into Don Draper at some point. She could have been the uh, she been like Cosgrove's wife. Or something. She could have been like uh, the Nora Zahetner role. Yeah, yeah, she totally could have done that. Um, but like in this another adorable Arya scene where she asked Ezra out just as a friend, "Will you go to the prom with me?" Um, it's adorable too the way she does it. It's very Would you as a friend. Yeah, and I feel like we we rarely get to see the side of Arya because usually she's just deep in the Ezria situation constantly. So we we don't often get to see her out on her own. Yeah. You know, pursuing things romantically or not romantically, you know. I mean, I'd rather see Arya asking out guys, even if those guys are Ezra, mm-hmm. as to friendly dates rather than just her obsessing over their dumb relationship yeah. on her friend's bed. I mean, know? granted, we don't want Ezra to go to prom with Arya, but it is a he really cute to. scene of her asking him. Yeah. yeah. And she brings up, like, I know that's silly. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> worked there until a few months ago. <laughs> that would probably be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, this does really make me want to see Lucy Hale and other stuff, though. I feel like she has a promising career ahead of her. Uh, but anyway, he's How just... How about a show about a, a life woman? sentence? Yeah, a yeah. woman who uh, thought she was going to die, and then she mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, and then Ezra is kind of like awkwardly about to say something, and then, oh, hey, Nicole. <laughs> like a boomerang, here's Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, Nicole shows up. <laughs> what is she, the chick from Archer? <laughs> Uh, this is Cyril, don't be shitty this is one of emily's friends from habitat for humanity that ezra met in like the last episode i guess didn't aria like watch them talking on the couch in the dark at the brew down in one I of the episodes she did yeah but i feel like that wouldn't happen until like the episode after this but that obviously doesn't happen because that's no. the prom episode no. so it was like an episode like two episodes ago yeah yeah so Arya must have this chick on her radar at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she assumes this is a date, even though he insists later that it isn't. He's just interested in Habitat for Humanity, and she was into so photography. So he asked her to a social event that sure walks and quacks and talks like a date. She said it was like, he says that she was commenting on some photography, and he was just like, oh, I'm going to an art gallery photography show tonight. You should come. I mean, that's a date. I feel like it's a date to Nicole. Yeah. So if half the people in this couple think it's a date. I mean, I guess he's just trying to be nice to Arya and whatnot. Because yeah. um, this is. She know, doesn't need you to be nice. I know. You piece of shit. Yeah. And so Arya's just like, hi, Nicole. Oh, there's Clark across the room. I gotta go. He's calling me. <laughs> Clark's like, what? <laughs> she has this convo with Clark where he's just like, he's like, oh, where are your parents? And he's just. Like, oh, I, uh, you know, I didn't want him to feel obligated to come. And she's like, that's really weird. You know, also this other thing from your bio about how you won all these awards. And he's like, huh? Oh, he's uh, like, oh, he's like, oh, I've never done something like this before. She's like, your bio says you did. And he's like, oh, right. I didn't actually read my bio. (laughs) Yeah. He's obviously up to something. Um, Yeah. And so he excuses himself ella comes up we get the unveiling of the finalists work everyone claps aria like steps forward here like she thinks she's about to win something i feel like like she's about to like do a speech yeah like where are the other people anyway 
they uh you like the, me you really like me they turn the lights on in the part of the gallery where their photos are and the aria montgomery section is the four of them from their metal slabs in the dollhouse with the sheets over them oh it's it hits hard it's fucking crazy it's just like like so well done at the show though like well, it, you got to wonder, like, the people in the background maybe don't entirely get what's going on. Well, they're, they're thinking, like, this is a striking work by this young artist. There's like, okay, that's an interesting composition there. You're communicating a lot about your traumatic experience. And the liars are like, uh, yeah, that's, that's not what the photo is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, so then they, they all start having their own flashbacks, like Spencer covered in blood in the dollhouse. Uh, the sirens and the the switches with Emily Arya with it's, her pink streaks in the hair. It's interesting how they 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 use the close up in green of them on the slab to each go into their own individual dollhouse mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, they're they're just triggered right now, basically. And then after the commercial, it comes back and there's a police line over the whole situation there. Oh, Josh, Josh Moorhead got some. Hey, way to go, there. Josh Moorhead. Also, there's an Elson Nelson. Nelson, yeah, it might be know. Allison Nelson. Might have to check on that. So she's visiting. She's visiting Allison in jail, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's oh, Brent, Brent Nelson. Nelson. Okay, oh, way to go, Brent Nelson. Well, oh, congrats to Josh Moorhead, Brent Nelson, yeah, Clark uh, Wilkins. Yeah, it's on I nature feel stuff. Like Clark should have an e at the end. I've been writing it that way the whole time. I guess there's no e. Hmm. Uh, anyway, Tanner. Is checking this out. Ella's there with Arya. Ella's not happy. No. Ella's very not happy. The, the little like sign under the uh, slab photos there is stolen dolls, parentheses, no son Lindas, which I'm probably not saying correctly. Uh, which Ella's just like, I just thought that was my daughter's super pretentious title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stolen dolls. And Tanner goes into this whole thing about how like, they aren't the, pretty. The but... translation here is they aren't pretty. It could also mean they aren't Linda's, as in Linda Tanner's. Uh, and A must know that Tanner is bilingual, and so it's like this message to her. Like you A stole sending... something from me when you when you rescue these girls from the dollhouse. Tanner's like, oh, by the way, does it show that I just came from a meeting with the yeah. profiler? <laughs> and Ella's just like, that's all very interesting. Why the fuck have you not caught this person yet? <laughs> you said it'd be safe here, and then this happened. Ella's about to punch a wall. Yeah. And Tanner's like, well, it technically was safe. Yeah. No one attacked you. Yeah. You know, mentally, maybe, but not physically. The only one who took a hit tonight was the art community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tanner is just basically like, okay, I'm done talking to civilians. I'm out of here. She's got to get back to the police station. I'm trying to catch Allie sneaking into the evidence room. Which, you know, it's not that she has Lorenzo's card that gets her into the top secret like operation dragonfly room or whatever the thing is from mr robot it's like none of the cops stopped her on the way to that room no she does a little ducking around corners and whatnot when she sees people coming like it's like like a video game thing where she can, she can just sneak and would you would you be maybe a little bit used to seeing allison de Laurentiis at the police station at this point i don't know i don't know um so oh yeah so they're they're taking away the portraits as evidence <laughs> yeah which is got to be a striking thing for the liars to watch yeah uh the other liars sans are outside just watching this and all feeling freaked out spencer's uber is here and then they look across the street and see that that reese matthews guy is just <laughs> chilling in a car it's her car 
I, I want to point that oh, out. That's right. It's a The valet's right. bringing her a car. <laughs> Only because I would love if there was chase sequences in PLO involving Ubers. <laughs> There's still time. You called an Uber and you're just like, mm-hmm. follow that car. And the Uber. Has anyone ever done that to an Uber driver? I would I'm love sure to see have, a yeah. Lyft or Uber driver's reaction. What? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> they would just be like, oh, which way should I go? Do you want to, should I just follow the directions? <laughs> do, do you ever notice that when yeah, you get an Uber or a Lyft, like you get in the, the car with them and they ask you like what way they should go. And it's like, go the way your phone tells you to go. Like, why are you asking me for directions for? I've gotten that when I've been in like bigger cities, like San Francisco or whatever. Get that in LA all the time. There's multiple yeah. routes. Um, yeah. San Diego to you that one time. Remember? Yeah. That? Yeah. 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 I only went to see Troyans play. Yeah, fortunately, when I take one locally, there's not as many routes, so there, there's not as much conversation yeah. there. Um, yeah, so also Reese Matthews is just parked across the street. So they're going to follow him. Emily's like, oh, I told my mom I was going straight home, but I'll lie and say we're going to watch a movie or something. Yeah. Which, at this point, why do you even bother lying to your mom? I know. <laughs> so Allison lets herself into the room. Uh, we see some of the stuff written on the whiteboard, which includes things like jealousy and suspicion as well as superficial charm and entrepreneurial versatility brilliant punishment yeah Yeah. uh it's a bunch of evidence like the gas mask is there there's some photos of various things there's a picture of andrew campbell with like the big red x like he's like hitler or bin laden or something on a time magazine cover well i think i think it's more like he's no longer he's crossed i know i know but like imagery wise that immediately came to my mind yeah yeah. The Time magazine thing looks like devil horns behind his head. Yeah. Waiting yeah. for one of those with Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she sees some photos of her mother. Close up of Jessica De Laurentiis' dead face. Also, lots of pictures of her hand. Hand in the dirt. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fucked up shit. The only good thing about this entire alley plot line here is that uh, they bring in the old good PLL mystery music. Yeah. You know, the do, 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 do. Well, and they, they list all of the victims so far Bethany Young, Ian Thomas, Darren Wilden, Maya St. Germain, Garrett Reynolds, Jessica De Laurentiis. I feel like we're missing someone there, but sure. I guess no Mrs. Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when Ashley was about to go down for that murder, I feel like she was like, well, at least I didn't find out about the money I stole. <laughs> How great would it have been? Yeah, I mean, you would think they would look into her finances. But she's like, she that would have well. really looked bad for me. Well, you know, she's <laughs> she's a banker. She knows how to hide that shit, right? <laughs> she knows how to wash that money. It would have been great if on the background in one of these whiteboards, it just like in written in the uh, marker there, it just said, what did Maya know? Like that would have been like the oh, ultimate yeah. Easter egg. Yeah. Dude, this would be, this is the kind of thing that if I had a TV show... I would totally have like a like a fan contest for like all right fans you can put one detail Ooh. on the whiteboard like <laughs> just to completely fuck with people but like you know like it's uh, what would Maya know could like be the contest thing or whatever I feel like you'd, you you got to put some limits on that or else you're going to get Bodie McBoatface or something but yeah <laughs> just like uh, Paley Anchors Unite or yeah. whatever it's like no no that's not what I meant <laughs> uh so Finds also, nothing a, about the NAT club on this whiteboard. No, this isn't about some stupid club. <laughs> Allie finds a little baby rattle in an evidence box that she holds up. And then the lights come on because Tanner's there. And she's just like, you fucking idiot. What are you doing here? <laughs> Every time I see that thing, I think it's a doorknob. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, the little baby rattle. Yeah. Jessica Dornartis doorknob. So meanwhile, the liars are watching this shady Reese guy. He's like driven to a weird warehouse. 
Uh, it's called like Strauss Dolls or something like that. It's the the train. It's the back of the brew. It's that part of the but lot. But it's some weird fucking warehouse he's walking into in the middle of the night by himself. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is weird. Dressed in his three-piece suit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie is asking Tanner about what's going on with this investigation. Like, you wrote superficial charm. Like, wow, you're really burning my brother who wants to murder all of us. Like, that's rather mean of you to write superficial charm about him. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry i know like what are you gonna do to him and she's just like shoot him if we have to you know well i like her just her thing like there's one place in the world you should not be mm-hmm. so of course i find you there <laughs> yeah you Tanner's like line, young lady lethal force if necessary yeah obviously this person's a psychopath they've murdered a cop don't forget yeah uh cops usually take that thing pretty seriously you yeah. know you kill a cop odds are you're not getting to get the cuffs yeah, I mean, us shooting him would be nice because otherwise, you know, we'll tie his hands to to one sh- car and his feet to the other car and we'll oh, drive in those directions. That's horrible. Yeah. That's the worst thing ever. Access um, to large amounts of funds, fascination with dolls, attention-seeking. I feel like we're all just talking about Arya here. <laughs> uh, dangerous personality. Anyway, so... Allie's just like, well, gee, my buzz is harshed even more by the idea that you might want to uh, shoot my, you know, stalker sibling on sight. She's like, this is this is out of nowhere, Tanner. Mm-hmm. Don't you guys realize that uh, he just wants to reconnect with us? <laughs> I was just starting to experience emotions for this person. Yeah. And Allie's just like, oh, this is my baby rattle. And Tanner's just like, yeah, that and like a bunch of other, more shit of yours like we found like in the dollhouse. And like she's basically like, you realize what we in- interpret that to mean, right? That this guy is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like planning she, to kidnap you. Yeah, she talks about in her experience, murderers can be as sentimental as mothers, and that this stuff focuses them and like like re-energizes them to continue stalking. Yeah. Just so like, stop being sentimental. About yeah, it. yeah. I, I this is the one of the things that I was I always wanted more details about in this half season was like just the forensic things possibly found in the dollhouse. Yeah, you would really wonder. I mean, maybe the fire burned some of it. Um, there's also at the end here, Tanner's like, oh, I'll take uh, Officer Calderon's ID badge back. Uh, he won't be needed anymore. And Allie could be, she could have been like, he doesn't know I have it yeah. or don't be mad at him. Like I stole it from him when he was asleep or, but no, she doesn't just under the bus. You go, Lorenzo, I'm done with you. What if she just like walked to the whiteboard and just wrote like collateral damage? Yeah, on there and walked out. She doesn't even make an attempt to no. be like, he didn't have anything to do with this. No, she's like, I don't know. Yeah, she would have, but she checked his Instagram feed right before she came in here. Yeah. And then we get this great scene with Arya monologuing to Ezra because he's like, oh, of course I was going to come. I gave you that camera, so I own your whole creativity. Yeah. Um, if you rewatch this scene, just randomly pause it whenever Ezra's talking. There's some really goofy faces um, as he's talking to her. Yeah, he's thinking about Habitat for Humanity. And then she gives this fantastic speech written by Brian Holman about the slabs and like thinking for a moment when she's coming back to a conscious state there. Oh, God, I wish you could screen cap that. I know. That's too good. Um, I'll take a picture of my phone. Thinking she was in Iceland because it was she was cold in Iceland and she was with her family and she was happy. But then, no, she realized she was on a slab and she was cold because of the metal and she's she's still cold yeah she'll always be cold yeah and he's just like well that's rough i don't know it's a really good it's a really good monologue from her and i 
like there's these places the liars are ending up after all the trauma here. Spencer is basically, you know, better living through chemistry, really turning to drugs to help her out. Mm-hmm. Arya has just become like cold and closed off at this point. You she know, can only express herself through tortured doll yeah. photography. Yeah. Hannah is just looking to rearrange her whole identity again. But she's she's like there's like a there's like a like similar to Arya there's like a steely badass persona mm-hmm. emerging from that. But it's like they wanted to give the liars this happy ending with A getting caught before they did the flash forward. I really wish they had just carried who they are becoming right now straight through the flash forward and like really played that out. Cuz like when they come back pills in the future. When they come back in 611 it's like they're all just happy successful people except for Emily who's like oh she's a bartender, you know, but like there's no sense with most of them of like the trauma of what they went through it's like well they just remade their lives and they're happy now because we wanted to give them that happy ending and now stuff's going to get bad again rather than like let's let's really examine like what would what would happen to these people in the next five years even without a like after everything that's gone on before you know i think the the greater stretch in the show isn't the numerous times they don't go to the cops Mm -hmm. or their parents don't do something other it's the catharsis they're supposed to pull from charlotte's confession in 610 yeah. um well, the, the whole we heard your story and now whatever yeah like if they had come back in 611 it's like Arya is still really cold and closed off emotionally you know like if they if they really played that out the whole way through if spencer just turned in like a total wreck maybe got addicted to heroin or something crazy maybe <laughs> maybe that's too much i don't know but like they, they could have gone in some interesting directions rather than trying to attack a happy ending on i guess Turner, what's the line caleb said he saw you in dc you yeah. were in an alleyway covered in <laughs> shit <laughs> like if she'd been in and out of rehab a few more times or something oh that would have been spencer perfecto and like yeah. she was still like trying to go back and get her degree what i mean like if there was a thing where like the scene in 610 plays out kind of like it does where they're just like come off the ledge charlotte and then charlotte's like okay fine game over and hannah's like yeah and then she punches charlotte in the face <laughs> tumbles off yeah, yeah. I don't know if she tumbles off, but I mean, <laughs> they get their their decisive moment in relation to it and not just like, oh, it'll make Allison so sad. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like they're. There's, they're, there's a whole they're dark vein there because in, in 611 because Barry's down there when they're on the ledge. I guess we talk about 610 a little bit since we're not going to cover it. Like Barry's down there when Charlotte's up on the ledge. Does he want her to jump because then they'll cover up that time he took money to like help her escape? It's a whole sinister edge to Barry. I just don't want to accept. I refuse to believe that that's canon. Yeah. Also, Barry has a family. He's got kids to feed. So, you know, you do what you got to do. I guess I never took that Barry has like a like a family and kids to feed. I feel like he does. I really would like to hear people's like backstory for for Barry. I love that Barry's a character that you can just like he's like the like the kind of like the, the chief O'Brien mm-hmm. or something where you can really write your backstory for Barry. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we're going to do 611 in our next one, so we'll talk about it more there. But it, it just really seemed like they wanted to put a nice, happy ending before the time jump, and I'm not really sure why. I mean, catching A is happy enough. Like, I, I just think it would have been more interesting if they came back after the time jump and were not okay still. Well, I think you can do the happy ending and still have those yeah. negative traits persist. Um, and I don't know. Maybe you could argue that they have 
They have done that a little bit. A Hand little. In the fashion thing. A little. It's very minor, though, yeah. Um, Emily, I mean, in 611, well, so we'll get there, it, it's implied that Emily's just been, like, womanizing like crazy, which, good for her. Get it, girl. Um, Maybe they could have showed that on screen. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All we, right. They changed the name of the network to do that. Um, so the liars see that Clark has shown up to talk to this Reese Matthews character, and they're like, what's going on with that? He goes inside to talk, and they find this all very shady. Uh, so meanwhile, Allie comes back home. Lorenzo's still pretending to sleep. She puts the ID back, turns around. Ooh, Lorenzo's awake now. and He's not happy. And she's just like, sorry, I could have said a good word for you, Tanner. But, well, have fun with that display committee. Yeah. Well, also, wow, wow, wow. The police are going to shoot my, my brother. And he's like, I'm one, I'm one of those police. Murder. Yeah. I'm real murder police. Shoot I feel first. like he's uh, bitch later. He's just like he, you know, Charles shot a cop. You're, you're, I guess they don't know it's CC and you know all that, but yeah, like the blue line. Yeah, you'd think they would at least have some. But also, here's here's why I would not feel sympathy for Lorenzo. He was awake when she walked in. He pretended to be asleep just to pop up and spook her from behind. What the fuck? Also, he he has a line where he says, uh, "I just wish you would have asked me." Uh, like she's basically asking him yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I want to know more about what's going on. You heard my my confusion and my mm-hmm. my worry, and you made me fold your goddamn laundry anyway. Yeah. So she pieces out of there, and I guess that's the end of Lorenzo. It's and not Allie. like they'll stop you from getting a promotion, you prick. Yeah. T- somehow Toby passed over promotion what? to this douchebag. It's not like Lorenzo got high on gummy bears during him. A police operation where he's off the reservation. Uh, oh, man. Good job, Toblerone. <laughs> so, Ashley Ellis scene here. I really like this scene. Ooh, Ellis. Ellis come over to get some tea with uh, Ashley here at the Marin house. She's like, make my tea Irish. Holly Marie Crumbs is crushing it here. Yeah. She's like, she's so fucking mad. And, and just heartbroken and mm-hmm. just exhausted. It's like a Spencer scene that she's delivering here. Um, and Ella is good too i mean it's just good to have a mom's summit and actually have these women like talk about the shit that's happening in their lives which it talking really, about the prom yeah it really like ties into how great the stuff with the moms is in the next episode i kind of wish we had done that one just because mm. i might go rewatch it anyway yeah yeah the PLM mom stuff is great um which again no brainer web series spinoff they should absolutely have how done the moms that. got out of that just in, just a couple of episodes it's just them doing mom stuff um aren't they like still claiming that we we haven't heard the last of how they got out of the basement or something like that <laughs> um red coats watching them from outside as they what do is, what does that mean this red coat i mean does, isn't this time does sarah to, harvey has some sort of connection isn't to there one all of these, these like internet theories that sarah harvey's like hannah's sister hannah's long lost sister yeah something that sarah harvey's sarah Marin. Well, so people are always like, Sarah's always been obsessed with Hannah. And I was like, actually, it's like two scenes, maybe. Yeah. Not- if Sarah is the girl in the red coat in the house in season four, if. <laughs> oh, that was Emily, though. No, right. when, when Hannah's like looking at the, the music box. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. If that's yeah. if that's Sarah, same time, same yeah. like whatever. But like, my point is, even with Spencer's great room being made of glass. I feel like more people have been standing outside the Marin kitchen looking in than any of the other houses. Maybe. Yeah. But it it is curious that of all the things that Redcoat could be watching, it's these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so later on, Arya lets the rest of the liars into her house. 
they tell her about Clark. Arya doesn't seem they're they're really like tiptoeing around it. Like we're not sure if we can trust her friend Clark. Arya doesn't seem that like scandalized or blown away by this new information. It's not like she has yeah. feelings for him. No, no. The whole Clark character is weird. I was thinking, like, wouldn't Clark have made more sense before the cops knew about A? Like, when they're still, they suspect these girls of something. Yeah. They just don't know what. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, let's let's go go to the Jump Street program or whatever and, like, insert somebody to befriend the shadiest one, Arya. Like, he's secretly Tanner's new partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Tanner is back at work watching a surveillance footage of Someone who sure looks a hell of a lot like Jason De Laurentiis. Or Reese. Or Reese. Yeah. I mean short hair. Like who who is this? It's this is someone dropping dropping taking the uh, photos that were supposed to be there and dropping off new photos. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the, the gallery prank. Who the hell is this? Yeah, I don't know. It's not CeCe. There's a lot of Karasimi group questions. Yeah. That that are still well like is this a mysterious person who might have been hacking up things in six ten? That was like a group of guys, though, right? Yeah, we're just part of that whole situation. But I like guess, uh, yeah. uh, when Reese Matthews like shows up at the dealer in his house in the next episode, mm-hmm. like in a rush, wanting to talk to people. It's just like one last on there? one last red herring, basically. Is what but I is, mean, but... I I'm still like, what the hell? I I want to know more about that than who Ren's on the phone with mm-hmm. in season four. Yeah, I, I would love to know. It this is probably will come to nothing. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, this is probably just another misdirect. It has nothing to do with AD or any of that. Um, very shady. Anyways, a tag. We see like a little garment bag tuxedo thing. A uh, rope, tape, a tool belt, duct cable. Tape. Uh, thing of syringes. Six syringes. That's, six syringes. That's with, a party right there. I mean, I guess that's for the liars, Ali and Mona. I guess uh, filled with some kind of drug. The a zips up, and put, this is all in the trunk of a limo. A gets the back seat, knocks on the glass, and uh, the front. The driver window rolls down in red coat. Shower Harvey is the limo driver. Where to? <laughs> uh, red coat passes back an envelope that's got tickets to prom in it. The Enchanted Forest Senior Prom. So, like a season that started off Allison walking to the woods at night will end with her in the Enchanted Forest surrounded by danger. Um, I just really like the idea of Shower Harvey driving the limo around with a mask of Allison's face on. Mm-hmm. I uh, just remember when she got in the back of the limo of Charlotte in the flashback. Wilton's dead. Wilton's dead. <sighs> All right. Well, that was framed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of like really good scenes. Like that scene with Arya and her monologue was really good. Her scenes with Emily are really good. Spencer and Hannah, girl, the Texas are really good. There's so much good stuff in this half season. Just I little just, stuff of Ella. I feel like the yeah, the Ella scene is great. The overarching plot wasn't there. Like a. It almost seemed like they, like Marlene would always say, like, "Oh, I need half a season to tell the story of who A is," and I don't think she did. You know, like, yeah. I don't think she did at all. Like you could theoretically have cut out everything in this half season except for Game Over Charles, and I don't think. I mean, you you miss the the liars recovering from their trauma. All that stuff is good, but like all the discovering. That Charles exists, and then discovering that Charles was a dealerentist, and then discovering that Charles died, and then oh, maybe he didn't die. Leslie and, stuff, and all like, I don't think you really need any of that. Like, no, I think you could have gone straight from the dollhouse to finding 
the reveal of, of Cece slash Charlotte, you get all the important stuff in the flashbacks in that episode anyway. It's funny to me that they managed to squeeze in Leslie. Um, really? You didn't even need the anagrams or the blocks or anything. Just finding footage of this, the two kids, this, these the two, two boys. kids and yeah. like, oh, there's another De Laurentiis. It's like, boom, there you go. That's a, you know? Yeah. Um, the blocks thing is so weird. Yeah. Um, but like, it's funny to me that they got the actress who played Leslie for two episodes. They haven't been able to get Ren for seasons and seasons, mm-hmm. but she and him are in the same show on Amazon. Is that Amazon show really taking up that much of Julian Morris's time? I don't know. Apparently he's busy. He's also a new girl for I don't know, oh, five minutes. Yeah. Wait, wasn't he on like Once Upon a Time too? I think he was on that show. I have no idea, but he like should a, be. He was like a prince or something. Yeah. All right. Well. That was 6A. Um, so Some hits and some misses. So as previously discussed, uh, the next one we'll cover episode 11 of Late I Think of Rosewood, episode 17, We've All Got Baggage, and episode 20, Hush Hush, Sweet Liars. Sweet Little Liars, isn't it? I've seen it both, whatever. I've seen it both ways. It drives me nuts. I like, some, I like consistency there, yeah. But I believe, according to the wiki, it's Sweet Little Liars. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back to talk about that in just a few days because we got to hurry up because it's like, what, nine days away right now? Is it a week from this Tuesday? Yeah. 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 Coming up fast. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. So we got to get on that. So, yeah, we'll be back before too long to talk about 6B. Uh, anything else? No. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.